Wanderers, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, let me give you a friendly reminder. If you're listening to this on one of our platforms and not watching, head on over to YouTube and subscribe. If you don't follow us on Facebook, go ahead and give us a follow. If you don't follow us on Twitter, guess what, Smoke? Go ahead and give us a follow. If you don't follow us on TikTok, Big Mace, guess what? You better follow. If you don't follow us on Instagram, Dustin? Where's the follow button? Oh, on Instagram? Great question. I think it's just right there. Just just right there by the other button. Episode 148, season right. one, episode 48. Alert the media. We have a new title sponsor this month. You guys want to know who it is? Tell us. It's our friends over at Vogus Lawn Service. Servicing Dubois, Spencer, and Perry County for the last 14, yes, 14 years, Vogus Lawn Service is ready to help you with all your lawn needs. Our buddy Blake provides the following services. Fertilization and weed control, aeration, overseeding, and lawn installation. Smoke, mm. did you know that the fall time is perfect for aeration and overseeding? I've been told. Yes. Get that lawn ready for springtime and be the talk of the neighborhood. Give Blake a call today and let him help you have that lush green lawn you've always wanted. Mowing may be a pain at times, but mowing a beautifully green manicured lawn makes that pain a little less. You can check out Vogus Lawn Service on Facebook or give them a call, 812-393-9363. Be sure to tell Blake the Dutchman sent you. The Wandering Dutchman Podcast. Where none of us are Dutch, but we all live in Holland, Indiana. Join us where we talk about what we all wonder about. This is the Wandering Dutchman Podcast coming to you from Smoker's Lounge. Episode 148, four more fellas, and we turn a year old. Unreal. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. For reference point, we're recording on the evening of September 22nd. This will be coming out September 29th. Oh, yeah, that's right. A traditional Friday A banger. traditional Friday banger. We've got, uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, Who's which that you ugly bastard? Well, I was getting ready to introduce it if you just pump the brakes, pal. <laughs> Sitting at the table with us, if you're not watching on YouTube, you need to because he's got a handsome face, great profile side shot. Oh, yeah. Going to go to Hollywood someday. Oh, yeah. It's friend of the program, Dustin Harris. Hey. Hey. Oh, listen. Yeah. And well, also just. Yep. He's found him. I got it, baby. Yeah. We can cut it there. Well, what a great round of applause. Everybody in their car, sitting in their office cubicle. <laughs> Thank you for clapping. Uh, our buddy Dustin's going to come join us. We've got an event coming up right in our backyard. We're going to talk to Dustin a little bit about what's going on. And he's going to just tell us a little bit about the event, about himself. Uh, I don't know, whatever we ask. It could go wild any which way. So, Dustin, we always kick it off. How's the week been? What's been going on? First off, thanks for having me out, guys. I'm super jacked to be a part of this podcast. Been a big fan of the Dutch Hell band. Hell yeah, brother. Been following uh, episode 49. I've probably seen about 47. Um, I would skip the first couple, too. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I, That's bad. I gave you guys a chance, and hey, I'm, I'm still in. I'm still a fan. I'm still here. Hey, real quick. Take that mic stand, move it a little closer to your face, 
as you talk to Casey, make sure you come back around the other side so you're talking into this. Mace is pretty good with oblong things in I his got face. You. See how that works? That, like you come back around like and talk here? into it? Nice. Now you're ready to go. Now yeah. continue. All right. Um, so, yeah, we are just a couple of weeks away from the Corn Ferry Tour hold on, Championship. Hold oh, we're just doing the introductory whoa, stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. Oh. Nothing. I don't know what you're saying. We didn't even give him like an agenda or anything. No, we did. Well, we're doing the. I told. I said we're going to do in the production meeting. I said we're going to do a oh, brief production meeting. <laughs> introduce. Just tell us production how your week. Meeting. You guys just saw the production meeting when he said, "Hey, the first thing we do." <laughs> yeah, Dustin. Just tell us how your week is. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Super busy. Super busy. Okay, big fella. Uh, so. Prepping for the Herbs Fest. If you guys have, if you're listening to this, the Herbs Fest is already over. It was a good uh, success. The parade uh, hopefully went well. We done a lot of uh, prep for the parade this week, as far as uh, closing roads, no parking signs, mm. uh, getting the streets all sweeped up, ready to rip, painted the curbs. Uh, if you can see, I still have remnants of yellow traffic paint all over my hands. Did you paint better than the assholes did on the way out on 60? Okay. Without a doubt. I'm going to tell you what, that finger still looks pretty jacked up from oh, the barbecue this, contest. This oh. whole, the whole tip is numb. Like, I can't feel any of that. I mean, it's hard as a rock. Yeah. <laughs> pretty wild. I about cut the tip of my finger off at the old barbecue competition. Yeah. With my own soap. With my own pocket knife trying to fix the soap the soap pump and for clarification he did not oh no there was yeah. no handling of me by yeah. me yeah 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 yeah. and if it was i was gloved yeah but other yeah. than that man yeah uh been looking forward to this episode get to kick it with old red again big fan of the show ran into him at the glow golf you played yeah. you played glow golf and was a uh, part of that man that was a shit show. that was a shit show that's so. dangerous old red knows what he's getting to when he comes hanging out with the dutchman and uh i'm just uh can't wait to see where the conversation takes us. Smoke Daddy. Uh, pretty fair week. Nothing too crazy going on at work. Uh, again, by the time you see this, it's already happened. But currently, we don't know what's going on. But hopefully, uh, the Raiders bring home the W tonight at the uh, homecoming game. I'm sure they will. Our buddy, Curdy G, on the call. Yeah, yep, they were I'm up. Sure when I walked job. in the shop, I think it was a couple minutes left in the second quarter, and they were up 28 nothing. So. Perfect. Perfect. Good. Big fan of Kurt G, by the way. Oh, kind yeah. of a legend in Southern Indiana. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind, of a, sure. kind of a legend. He was in the hot seat friend of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show. I mean, really, you're kind of, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because I've heard from a lot of people, loved what you guys did with 147. So uh, if you let us down now, yeah, <laughs> we're going to lose your number. <laughs> uh, other than no that, pressure. Uh, glad you got it. We figured it out finally how to get you to sit down with us and, uh, Man, we haven't done a show on a Friday in a while. I got pretty out of sorts last week on a Wednesday. <laughs> so, yeah. God yeah. only knows what Friday can bring. But, hey, we got an early morning tomorrow, so we, we need to lock in. We're golfing. Yeah, we got shit to win tomorrow. I can win. All right, big, big fella, what you got going on? Well, this week it was kind of an interesting thing. Janelle yeah. had a had a conference. I.e. recording on Friday. Yeah, Janelle had a conference up in uh, West Lafayette, veterinary conference, Purdue host. So she left Tuesday, gone Wednesday, came home Thursday. I had a conference in Indy, left Wednesday, got home today. Uh, so there was a little bit of juggling kids there. But I had a wild moment, if I may share a short story. Oh, I can't wait. So day one of the conference, I'm walking out. Lady's like, hey, do you want to take these cookies? 
Obviously, she probably guessed by my portly Uh-oh. size. I didn't mind slamming some cookies home. Portly. There it is again. So Love it. I have a box of like 25 cookies. And I'm like, I don't need these cookies. And I was like, I asked myself this question on the elevator. I was like, if I run into a homeless guy, I'm just going to give them to him. Like, I'm just going to say, hey, pal, enjoy. Like, whatever you want to do. So as luck would have it, I get off, walk out. Right there was a guy. And I was like, hey, bud. Taking uh, a nap? No, he was just, writing. Just kicking it. He was journaling. Oh, okay. And uh, I said, hey, bud. I, and I startled him. And I was like, whoa, wait. No. <laughs> I was like, whoa, hey, no. No, like, hey, you're good. I was like, hey, I just, and I start opening the box. I go, I got some cookies. You want some? He's like, well, I'll, I'll just take a couple. And I was like, and I was like, oh, you can take more. He goes, well, okay, I'll take one of each. And I go, take the whole box. I don't need them. And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and he was, he was very thank. He's, he was like, are you, are you sure? And I was like, I don't need them. And I felt bad because I was like, here, I'm telling this guy, like, I don't need these cookies. Like, for him, it well, might he be. he knew. Look at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't say that. This son bitch ain't missing no meals. Yeah, he was, he was nice enough. But, you know, but you know, a moment of faith in humanity. Red, we're going to cut on it's each okay. other. It's okay. You can laugh. It's yeah. fine. But a moment of faith in humanity. He yeah. said, hey, I don't need all these, but I said, I'll pass them out to some of the guys. Aww. And I said, hey. Appreciate it. What a solid guy. I said, hey, appreciate it. You can go back to your writing and well, scribbling. Well, at least he didn't go to take those box of cookies and sell them for a, for an eight ball for some other dude down the street. He could have. He could have. I mean, yeah, we never know. I, I didn't follow him around. No, nah, no. Nah, so that's, that's what it was. Yeah. So, uh, But, yeah, back. Got to play a little golf this afternoon with the fellas. Kind of warming up for tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Can't See how wait. it works We're out. I'm uh, good about tomorrow, guys. I figured out. I haven't figured out my swing, but I figured out enough of what's wrong with it. Yeah, how to correct it the wrong way? But all I just you need to worry about really is cranking the club. Here, here, all we, we need use, to worry. Uh, all we, we need quite to, a few of my shots. In my last scramble at uh, what's that fancy one in Jasper? Salton's Run. The only that thing one. we need to worry about is when Smoke Dog comes up to the tee box with an iron in hand. We send him back to get a the the tee. The ball is usually teed about four or five inches high. Tee it high and let it fly with an iron. <laughs> it's the most unorthodox thing you've ever seen, Red. It is nuts. And the other good news, Red, we got Ted O'Brien. Uh, riding with me tomorrow in the car. Ringer. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, what are makes... we charged up on the uh, game? We will be. Okay. Now, what makes you think he's riding in your cart? Just, I thought that's how it would work. Well, I oh. mean, like weight distribution wise. I was going to say, like, because really, he's like... going to have to snuggle up close. Well, no, I thought maybe since I'm the heaviest Dutchman that he would ride with me, yeah. and then you guys could. That's the dumbest logic ever. <laughs> That's Ted, the logic Ted, I always assume. Ted and I have to talk strategy. We have They're to be gonna, planning our next shot. He, why do you think you think you're going to be the B player tomorrow? I'm definitely going to be the B player tomorrow. Yeah, if you think you're B, you might as well get back in the line. Oh boy, <laughs> these guys. We're gonna. <laughs> I love the confidence. Confidence is key. How about hey, that hour one? Ad speaking read? of confidence, I'll, I'll tell you somebody that I'm confident in. Yes, it's our friends at Sitewise Land Management. Sitewise Land Management offers land management, excavation, forestry services for residential and commercial properties. A few of the recent projects, including thinning of woods for timber production and wildlife habitat, readying some property for hunting season, brush cutting, fence and property line maintenance, and using a forestry mulcher to open up some wooded areas, freeing it from invasive autumn olive and honeysuckle. Sitewise Land Management also dips their toes into fall and spring landscaping with landscaping installation, mulch services, and fall cleanup. Give Corey and the boys a call at area code 8, nope, 573-303-4967 or check them out on Facebook. 
Get all your fall projects started today and start planning for those spring ones. When you guys get a hold of old land site-wise, tell them the Dutchman sent you. I told him he's got to get an 812 number. I know. That's went wild. in one ear and out spot. the other. That's a tough Plumbing spot. Missouri. So good for three weeks with that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I butchered it up. You didn't read very well code. on that one. All right. So we've got Mr. Dustin Harris. There he is. Uh, tournament director. Yep. Assistant tournament director. Assistant. Well, who do I need to talk to to get that bumped up? Well, I'm the only local presence in southern Indiana. So you're the Indiana tournament director. So you're the God's country tournament. Come you're on, the yeah. liaison. More well, like the assistant to the assistant regional manager. Oh. Oh, okay. The C-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-O. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so we... You know, I was a CFO at a job I had when I first moved down here. Is that right? Really? Where? Uh, I'm not going to say where, but it was Rural the first King. job I had here. <laughs> McDonald's. I uh, had my own office, CFO, chief <laughs> off, somebody called me. <laughs> there we go. We haven't even got the timer rolling, and we've already got a beeper. Yeah. I love it, I love it, I love it. All right, so, Dustin, so you mentioned tournament. What tournament are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the biggest tournament in Indiana that we have currently this year. It's the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. Nice. So the Corn... Well, actually, you know, let's just – should we have started in on yeah. Dustin first? We yeah. kind of jumped the gun. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. let's talk about the man I have before a list we talk here. about the myth. I have oh, a you list have here. a list. Yeah. Okay, bud, go ahead All and right, read. Dustin. Welcome to Smoker's Lounge. Glad to be here. Number one, what we're doing tonight was we're going to do a split show. Split show works as this. Used to, we would have a show called In-Depth with the Dutchman. In-Depth with the Dutchman, basically, we bring an outsider in. We grill him with questions. You tell us a little bit about this and that. And then, then the ask show, us some questions. And then you ask us some questions, and then the show's over. And it, we, we did it for a while and everything like that, but now we're trying. And we're not done doing it. No, 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 no. no, no we're no, not no. done We're doing trying it. to give our listeners the best of both worlds. We're trying to integrate in-depth with our traditional TWD shows. So with, this being, with that being said, what's your name? Where are you from? <laughs> And what's your social security number? Well, Ready, go. So tell us who you are. We already know your name's Dustin Harris, but where are you from, and how do you how'd you get started, and what you're doing? What's your story? My story. Uh, it's a wild one. Uh, originally born in Marion, Kentucky, went to Murray State, and somehow found my way to Evansville, Indiana. Okay, uh, Evansville, all hail to thee, true and loyal. We will be. I'm not. Sorry, gonna, I'm not going to drink to that. No. UE fight song. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, while I was in Evansville, I worked at a, a company called C.H. Robinson. Yeah. 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 So that's how I got to know all the great people of Huntingburg Country Club. Yeah. So all of yeah. uh, your members, you know, worked with me. And that's that's kind of how my ties to the area began. Um, I was always a golfer and changed jobs to work for the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. Um, and now that the tournament is moving to... French Lick Resort, the Pete Dye course in yep. 2024, I've gone on ahead and prematurely moved to Jasper. So I'm now a resident of Dubois County. That a baby. Yeah. I'm a transplant, yeah. Same page there. So when you so you work for the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. Incorrect. You work for a promotions team. A promotions team. That handles golf tournaments. That handles golf tournaments. And we just so happen to have two with the PGA Tours, Corn Ferry Tour, their developmental league. I see. So the two tournaments, I'm on a team, and the two tournaments we handle are the Visit Knoxville Open and the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. Okay. So with that being said, where have you where were you where was your previous events being held? 
Uh, right now, we've got our last year for the Corn Ferry Tour Championship presented by United Leasing and Finance. Um, this is our last year at Victoria Plug National. This guy's good. He knows his. Yeah. Well, hey, they. Uh, I mean, it's a big I, deal. I've met the folks of the United Leasing crew, and they are. They would probably enjoy sitting down with us. Hey, I don't know. Debatable. Debatable. Yeah. You and that soundboard is going to end fast. No way, dude. I'm all in. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, so with that being said, I've got a list of quick questions. We'll just I'll just kind of run through my list, and then we'll just kind of flow if anybody wants to build off of them, because I'm going to kind of take the lead on this show. Hit there you go. Why, why is he taking the lead? <laughs> it's, it's already happened. We're running. Uh, oh, boy. So beings that you have a career in golf, and you, you know, obviously you are a pretty good golfer. I've seen that firsthand. <clears throat> If of all of the things that you have, places you've been, uh, what would you think? What would you? What? Where's your favorite course you've ever played? Oh, I get that a lot, and it's not going to be Pebble Beach, and it's not going to be you know Sawgrass, and those are usually the top two. You see the Floridian in Florida. It's it's actually it's a nine hole track in uh, outside of Chattanooga called Sweetens Cove. And it's it's huh. more about the. I really thought he was going Honeybird Country. Never Club. heard of her. Uh, we never were heard of go her. Nuts. He goes. Never, it's, it's a that's little title. I was like, ah! yeah. Uh, Sweetens Cove is by far my favorite golf course, and cool. it's it's the vibe that they put out. It's only a nine hole track. You play different tee boxes as you make the turn. There's two uh, two pins to every green, but it's nobody's got their shirt tucked in. It, it's very laid back. It's chill. When I played it, there wasn't even a clubhouse. It was a yard barn. but it's phenomenal every hole's developed after another famous hole somewhere in the world and it's just in the foothills of the mountains right outside of appalachia and it is amazing so how so what took you down that way because i mean it's chattanooga is not close to knoxville just in your travels you just kind of came across in my travels yeah yeah that's cool okay as you say you grew up in where western kentucky marion kentucky okay what would you consider your home course Right, like where I grew up. No, yeah, where you're from. When you did you play golf in high school? Uh, no, no, actually, I quit and played football. But I grew up Atta playing golf. Baby, yeah, smart. So golf was a fall sport in Kentucky. Okay, you know. Yeah. And when I became, when I was 14 and became a freshman in high school, it was time to play football. I was six foot one, 190 pounds. Amen, brother. And golf catching well, passes. Yeah, golf wasn't going to get you girls. No. So I mean, now little, do, not, hey, not little do you know now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, then let's fast forward. When did you start playing golf? Like, when did you find out that you were going to be pretty good at it? So, I started playing golf at six years old and okay. was put into, like, junior tournaments, played Western Kentucky and West Tennessee. So, so then yeah. what would you consider your home course when you were six years old? Where did you Marion play? Marion Country Club. Marion Country Club. Which was a blue-collar, nine-hole course. At the time, there we go. my hometown was dry. Oh, boy. Yeah. Rough. Didn't get any rain? <laughs> but you could go in the pro shop and you could pay 50 cents for a token and there was a coke machine in the back of the 19th hole that was loaded up that was loaded i'll be damned and so that was that was kind of like the blue collar spot but it was was very very similar to what you have here at uh, the h track only it was dry at the time Huntingbird Country Club it's, is not dry. Well, no, but it, it the course is pretty dry now. If you talk to old Teddy Hoops. Well, the whole county. Is yeah, the county. It hasn't rained I think in a we month. may be on a burn ban. It's not, we're not far from it if we're not. Because Surprise, the lake. I didn't super path that last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, we could talk about that. Cut fire time. lines in the old yard yeah, down there by here. the meth cattle. Uh, 
Who would you th- describe? Did you have a lot of free time today to come up with? Qu- I don't understand. Taking this. a dump before I got in the shower before I came over. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I had it on my phone and yeah. Shoot I got gotcha. you. Hey, you're doing great. Yeah. I just didn't know where the prep came from. Most memorable person you've ever played golf with? Oh, thanks, buddy. No. <laughs> God, you're gonna fit right in. No. <laughs> Hands down, Boo Weekly. Oh. Hands down, just and, and would still to this day, if you ask me, who do I want to play golf with? It's it's my dad and Boo Weekly. They're just one of a kind, the best individuals. You, you're not going to stop laughing for 18 holes. <laughs> you're not going to stop, and they are the nicest. You know, Boo Weekly is the nicest guy I've ever met. That's crazy, man. I thought for sure that the Dutchman would have been. On. He hasn't golfed with us. Not no. yet. No, not yet. Not so yet. It can't I mean, be memorable. We, we didn't play together. No, we were in a separate it, group. Yeah. I'm surprised those two would what are you even doing talk Oh, you to already me? told us what you're doing Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Gonna All right. This is the last question off my list, and then you guys can take Aren't over you going to have, like, some others just from everything else, or, like, you're done talking after this? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do what Smoker did last week. Stop talking, get hammered, and then hour two just be a Start spitfire. Start pounding vodka. Bucket list course you've ever played. <laughs> Or bucket list course that you haven't played but you want to play. Augusta National. Yeah, dog. Hands down. I got to visit it for the first time this past spring, and it was it's crazy, isn't it? breathtaking. Yeah. It's not like a world I've ever been to. Yeah? It's so crazy. Did I've, you eat a pimento cheese sandwich? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah baby. So did, I, I heard a rumor that as a media entity, we could put in to try to get media passes for Oh, you there. could put in. I Doubt no, you that you get, get them. Okay. What's the vetting process for that? Like, I how does that work? No idea. Huh. So, where's this at? Where do we want to go? Augusta, Augusta National. Oh, <laughs> David Allen Smoker, everybody. All the golfers that listen to this are just like, does he not know Augusta? Where's that at? Augusta, Georgia. Georgia, bro. It's where the Masters is. Just south of Atlanta. So, are you, are you familiar with. Uh, Lakeview Golf Course in Lagodi, Indiana, West Boggs Park. I've driven past it. A hundred times? Yes, and I keep selling myself one day. I'm going to go check it out. So my wife, her great uncle, is uh, in the ownership of that course, and he does a lot of work. And, you know, uh, anyway, he's he's been to the Masters like 50 times. Probably not 50, but a lot. And uh, he was saying that, hey, if you ever get the opportunity to go. Hands down. You take should, it. You should give it a whirl and go. But isn't it? Now, this is just me being an ignorant, non-big-time golfer. But do you, do you, is it like a lottery draw to yes. get tickets there? Like, you can't just buy tickets and go, can you? So many different ways you can get them. So how I was actually able to acquire tickets was one of my volunteers in Knoxville volunteers at the masters and he gets four guest passes and he actually invited me now i still oh. had to pay like a hundred dollars to, tra- to like to transfer the name right but through sunny bailey my volunteer in knoxville i was able to get on at augusta and watch a practice round which was like i said the greatest a practice round yeah not yeah. even tournament play i would tell you to go to a practice round it's a little more lax it's a little more chill Really? You know, people can actually have cameras there not cell phones but you can have cameras at the practice round they not still dirty. sell those Cameras? Yeah, no yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about buying cameras. Yeah, I know. Well, I know, just but don't like see just, regular people. Yeah. So cameras. cell phones, that's a big no-no. That's a big no-no. Can't take a cell phone on, on the course. Now, and if you're caught, I'm pretty sure that you'll never be allowed back ever. Band wow. But that's why, that's why the Masters is the greatest sporting event of our time right now. Because if you see photos from, like, the sports and the websites and everything, ESPN, and if you're watching it and you're watching the final hole at Augusta, 
tell me how many cell phones you see. None. Zero. None. Everybody is paying attention. And that's why the Masters right now at this time is the greatest sporting event of our generation. That's yeah. insane. I, I mean, what, was the, what was the picture of the uh, – remember the Michelob Ultra guy? What was the photo? So there's, a, there's an iconic photo, and Michelob Ultra gave this dude free beer for life. Like he, they were somewhere, and it was a major golfing event, and everybody had their phones out. There's like fifty, there, there's two hundred people with their phones, and and they're like trying to take a picture of what's happening, and there was one dude just standing there holding a mic. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's one smiling. guy, one yeah. guy sta- standing there with a with a mic ultra, watching watching what was happening, and it like the 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 play on it was, like, live in the moment don't worry about capturing it or some sh- I don't really know what the tagline was it wh- what it was but it, it but it's same thing like you're stuck in the moment no phones you're taking it all in you're making a memory on your own and this dude ended up landing like a huge deal with Meg Ultra well so, and they like good for him they're at Augusta so my older brother had he was able to catch maybe Thursday's round or Friday's round and but he's like you walk you get on property everybody's polite everybody's nice and he goes you expect prices to be nuts and they're not you can get i mean they're you could get a coke and a glass bottle mental cheese sandwich five bucks like stupid like they've what's their what's their iconic cocktail what's it what the hell is it man somebody needs I, i forgot my ipad to fact check but there's there's so what during the masters on tiktok there's a lot of dudes that are like tiktokers that i follow that are like cooking oriented or whatever it's like master's week so there's always the one dude's like making his recipe of a pimento cheese sandwich the and azalea then huh the azalea there you go that's a cocktail that's a cocktail from there but i don't know what it entails but there's a lot of like master masters-esque things that are like traditions that have been forever but one thing i thought was cool is they don't want to sell the rights to like miller light or or blue moon so if you had like if you bought a crow's nest, which was a beer, it was a blue moon. But they it was nowhere broadcast. Is that right? Yeah. Miller Lite was their <laughs> domestic draft, and I forget what they called it, but it had a master's theme name. No shit. Yeah, they won't they won't sell the rights or buy the rights or however the deal works. They just You either want to be here and play yeah. ball or you don't. Yeah. Huh. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah that's wild. That's pretty good. Huh. Do you got any more questions there, Question Master? No, that's it. I just oh, I just okay. had a Question Master. What game was that for? Yo, uh, Circle of Death. Kings college, or Kings? Know. Yeah, same thing. We called it Kings or Asshole. I don't know what the hell game it was. There's a dream. We played Asshole. So yeah. going back to Kentucky, uh, blue collar community. Uh, mine and Mister Peabody's coal, right? Yep. And that's. I mean, I think your dad. I think we talked one time. Your dad was in the mining business. Mm-hmm. And then I was too for 15 years. Well, 14 and some change. So I worked for Peabody as well. And then you know you get Murray State. What was Murray State like? Murray State was fantastic because it's what you made of it. If you needed to study, there was an opportunity for you to to break away and get your stuff. Just done. like home. Yeah, yeah. But if you wanted to go party, if you wanted Sounds to get like out PU. into it, everybody know, you know that boy. Oh, oh, way make it. It lacked peer pressure. That some of the bigger schools probably would have brought it's not along. Not like Vincennes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Dewey? You don't want none of this shit. <laughs> so, what did you study at Murray State? Oh, this is great. Criminal justice. Yeah. Uh, 
You and Dave are going to be best buddies. Oh, God. It is just like VU. <laughs> yeah, no, that's huge down there. Yeah. And conservation law. Man, I had a buddy that was really good buddy studying to be a criminal justice. And, man, he'd see a copy. I was like, what? I said, what the hell are you going to do? When you get a uniform someday, I said, you know, be in the mirror. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I had no plan. It was just, I was talking to my friends that were athletes, and I was like, man, I wonder what the easiest major and minor is to get. And he was like, it's criminal justice major, sociology minor. And I was like, my guy. So I jumped in with him, and it was just like me and half the football team. <laughs> my guy. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't walk on at Murray State. Hey, we need a, a good academic guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. well. We'll get you a set of pads and a number. You want to come on out? <laughs> I know this redhead. I was not. I know this redheaded boy. It's pretty tall. Hey, he, look, he looks like he'd be a good wide receiver. <laughs> One of them fast white guys. That's right. Everybody's got him. Bill Belichick loves him. So – Murray State, and then you get to Evansville. So did C.H. Robinson bring you to Evansville or just kind of get into the big city? Just get into the big city. Just looking for opportunities. Opportunities. This guy's always looking for opportunities. I love it. Yeah, it's great. It. So it you worked with Nathan Pinkstaff. Phil, you worked with Phil Beanie. Worked with Bean Dog. And Be- uh, Benji. Benji. And then J.P. A- yeah. Uh, so you were there before J.P. went uh, north. Yes. Okay. Yeah, before you left for Ohio, I was there with uh, Witsit, Harrison Prude. Ah, that's yeah, a long time ago. It's been a while. Um, yeah. Well, because how long have you been with Two Visions? Four and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Four and a half years I've been in the golf thing. So that's awesome. So the uh, I worked for C.H. Robinson for a hot minute. Uh, is that right? Internship. So what is C.H. Robinson? They're a third-party logistics company okay. that doesn't own anything, doesn't own trucks, doesn't... They just route them. But they're a brokerage firm. Yeah. And a big middleman. Yeah. And people... I mean, so... Sounds like when, the next thing for the TWD LLC. <laughs> big middlemen. <laughs> yeah. We're looking <laughs> to kind of wash some cash. Uh, but so when I worked for them, like our thing would be like calling trucks all the time. Oh, yeah. Calling drivers like, hey, confirming you're this, this, headed this. You got trailer this, truck this. Yep, yep, on the way. All right, have a safe trip. And so that's how I got started. But there was uh, very early on, because we were still, when I, that was my junior year of college. And so when I worked there, uh, it was still on the east side, just north of Morgan Avenue in a little, like, strip mall building yeah and like my first week those guys were like hey you're 21 i was like yeah and so that was like that's what the first thing was like you're 21 was like yeah so then it got to be friday and they're like hey Uh-oh. we're going out tonight i was like what do you mean we're going out tonight it's like we're going out okay like where do you want me to meet you guys he's like well we'll let you know oh okay. boy okay cool Did you have to get beat in no no <laughs> so it, it wasn't a friday night it was a thursday night so oh, we man. went uh we we met at a bar. Fox and the Hound? No, I don't know if it was Fox and the Hound, but we met at a bar. Beef O'Brady's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we met at a bar, and then next thing you know, they're like, hey, we're going down to the lucky lady. You oh, yeah. With it? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The double L, I baby. was like, I might know the lucky lady lounge. So we walk in like seven, eight of us deep, and we proceed to have a blast. I mean, we had a hell of a time. Probably two, three o'clock in the morning, shut it down. And it's like... Guys, we got to be freaking in the office at 7. That's like, fine. They're like, yeah, it's okay. So, like, next morning, like, everybody's just freaking dead tired. Like, And that's what it was. Like, it was the best internship ever. And then the market crashed. That was when the housing crisis started. Yep. So I 2008. Remember, yeah. So I remember when uh, 
Oh, Tom Burkhart. Tommy B. Called in me and Nathan. Me and Nathan. And uh, there was another one that worked with us, but I don't think they didn't make it very long. They didn't gel. They didn't vibe very well with the crew. And he calls us in. He's like, hey, uh, we can't pay you anymore. <laughs> and, and me and Nate, like, I was like, I'm like, okay, so what are you saying? He's like, well, um, there's really no reason for you guys to like work for free. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm taking this, though, because this is an internship for my business degree. Like, I need to have it. He goes, ah, stop in once a week. We'll just talk shop. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. Like, I can do that. This is like, there's like probably five or six weeks in the semester left. And so I'd show up once a week. How's everything going? Good. Yeah, good. So everything, like Tom took care of me. And then it was funny because graduated from Evansville in 10. And those guys, they were at uh, UE for uh, business fair. And they were hiring again. And Tom goes, hey, we'll bring you back on. I was like. Pal, you missed a chance. You fired me. He's <laughs> like, "What? What? You, you can't be. You can't be." I was like, "No, asshole. I'm going to law school." He's like, "Oh, well. I mean, I could make you an offer." And I was like, "Well, make it." He kind of looked at me, and he's like, "I think it was maybe 45 starting out plus commission." <laughs> and I go, "I'm out. I'm going to law school." But good to see you guys. <laughs> but it was. I mean, I had a blast. Like those guys, uh, Blake English, uh, Jarbo, and those oh. guys that were down there. Um, Oh, the guys that were on the flatbed side. Um, I want to say JT, but that's not right. No, that's right. DJ. No, it was JT. It was JT. John Thorne. Yeah. The legend. Those guys, I mean, they fr we freaking partied. Like, and it was a lot Routing of times. trucks, man. It was Thursday night. Routing and then freight. you were like, we got to be back together at 7 a.m. And they're like, yeah, it'll be okay. And then it's just like everybody's standing around getting coffee. Like Tom walking, did you guys go out again last night? Everybody's like. Pinky's puking in his trash can. Like, just having a hell of a time. It was a blast. Those guys were great. On set, Evansville office. Yeah. Right? It was uh, It was a blast. But I, thought, the, I thought about dipping my toes into the logistics world there for a little bit, but then I got a, I kind of, I kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Ooh, it's a, that's on the board somewhere. I could probably find that. It's Ooh. definitely a young man's game. It's yeah. Definitely, you know, it's, I, I kind of viewed it, and a lot of people did, as a stepping stone into the next thing. Yeah. And that's, you know, you learn sales. You learn how to develop and, and build relationships, and that's what it really taught me. You know, because I had, like, a book of business. I had carriers that I took care of yeah. You yeah. Know, that I still talk to some of them this day. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was uh, one of the, my, my buddy's dad. He was in logistics for a while. He said, he said if, if you really want to know what it was like, he said it's like being a babysitter for grown men. And I'm like, oh, boy. No, I, it really is. I'm out. Because we'd call, like, we'd get drivers that would call in or when we called to check, and they'd be like, well, this is bullshit, like, money-wise. Like, they'd be arguing the rate and be like, hey, that was already set by you guys. You agreed to it. Because that'd be a lot of them. They'd take these, because that's where C.H. Robinson, that's where they'd make their money. They had, you know, they had somebody that needed a product delivered, and they had a driver. C.H. takes a little bit of the middle, takes a little bit of the juice, and then these guys would complain about it. Hmm. And you're like, pal, you, you know, you did that, but... I can remember when I got pranked in, Blake English called as like a Hispanic dude. Oh boy. And like so <laughs> it called into my direct hey, line. Hey, hey, Felipe. And I and I was like, uh, C. H. Robinson, this is Casey. Hey, this is uh Hector down here. You get me down here. Like and he was like, because uh, we had a lot of uh berry freight that came across the border. Uh Allen. Is it is it Allen, Texas? McAllen, Texas. McAllen, Texas. Yeah. And he just started lighting into me. 
And he's like, I want to talk to your supervisor. Like, and I was like, well, sir, I can't. And he's like, no, I want to talk to you. To hell with your supervisor, you know, going on and on. And about that time, like, I, like I'm not panicking, not panicking, not panicking. And then I start hearing him laugh. <laughs> and I look over. And then Blake's like, hey, yes, And I was like, oh, you bastard. He's like four cubicles yeah. down, just letting and it. And it, it was. Like, I have never experienced the cube farm. And I don't know what it was like when you were there. The cube farm. But oh, we, 100%. Cube farm. Huh? 100% we were the cube farm. You are? Yeah. We were legitimately in the cube, and I was right close to the break room, so it was perfect. Like, cup of coffee. <laughs> like, I'd go cup of coffee. Because you had, you wore the little headset that you could push on your phone, and their, like, interface, that was, I'm sure, proprietary technology when they did all that stuff. And you were just going through, and, like, loads that were booked, like, we were calling in on those guys and doing different stuff. And a lot of them were cool, like, hey, appreciate it. And you'd have, like, a 30-minute conversation with them. And they just, they got nobody to talk to. And then yeah. you got some that just told you what you needed to know or like hey don't bother me kid you know or hey let me talk to so and so because they know these other guys yeah and like really in the internship we were calling you know we weren't booking freight we were just kind of doing the back end stuff mm. the next step the probably back end stuff prior to mm. getting fired <laughs> yeah. i bet you were <laughs> yeah okay assholes <laughs> oh my gosh zing uh, i got you uh-oh <laughs> oh my gosh i got a, i got a great logistics story we'll get off the kick um i worked with a little a lot of bosnians a lot of Bosnians. oh yeah bowling green st louis yeah um they were kind of notorious for booking a load but then they were still continuing to try to find a load for the truck that paid more money oh right right so if they could make a little extra money they'd give a little you know they'd give you your load back and most of the stuff i was trying to haul was pretty cheap so Long story short, end of the day, really important uh, shipment coming out of Evansville. Driver calls, and and mind you, that's that's where the nickname Red came from. Okay, C H Robinson. All right, you know, yeah, so yeah. so he uh, Bosnian calls me up and he says, "Oh, Mister Red, all the wheels fall off the truck." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "You gotta be." I was like, "All eighteen of them. All all the wheels fall off the truck. Oh no." <laughs> And I was pretty new to like the logistics game, so if, if this load <laughs> came back, everybody had to stay after hours because so you now, had to find somebody. Drive. We had to find somebody to do it. So now the whole office is just pissed, <laughs> and like I'm calling, papers flying at me. It was like <laughs> boiler room esque, you know. It was just, it was a great environment for you know a young man to to cut oh, his teeth. All the wheels, all the wheels fall off the truck. I was like, all eighteen of them. Oh no, oh, Mr. Red, they all gone. <laughs> All gone. And yeah. it was a legit driver yeah. that just didn't want your load because no. he had found somebody he got else. got somebody else paying him more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a tough spot. Been there. <laughs> That's a tough spot. You know, I think, like, when I look oh back to Oh, my God. It, I couldn't handle it. Like That's, it was, I, it, there's no way. It was it was mindless work at times. But when you got to some of those guys, they'd tell you, like, ah, I'm cruising down such and such. And they'd get into, like, yeah, yeah, at that last truck stop, I stopped back. Old lady propositioned me. She oh, came up. She had no boy. teeth. She had no teeth. You got to at least have teeth before you get in the truck. And I was like, hey, too much information, pal. Yeah. But then those guys, they could listen in at any time, especially if it was one of their loads. Yeah. And so sometimes. That's a wild, you, I couldn't imagine, man. Like, that whole which we've talked about it before just trucking in general like it it's just a wild 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 ride well but a lot of those guys as and i'm sure you saw it probably later on when you got into it so many of those guys that got into it that you don't know how they passed any cdl test or if they even did because then you'd be talking to them on the phone and you're like 
Wow. I can't believe you're behind the wheel. Right, right. <laughs> like, English might not even be the third language well, they know. the funny thing is, is that, uh, that the uh, United States Department of Transportation has really cracked down on that as of late. Because in the state of Indiana, it require, you were required to attend a mandatory eight-week class to obtain your Class A CDL. So... I would only do you have hope. a class A. I do, but I have I have so Corey Corey Minky, friend of the show. We had we had a conversation about this this evening at the uh, country club. I hold a class A CDL, but I have a O restriction. The O restriction is non tractor trailer or non tractor trailer CMV. So I could run a quad. No. Under my understanding, I could run a quad axle, a triaxle, anything that would qualify like a Class B or a Class C CDL. I just can't drive a semi. Yeah, I have a combination. I have air brakes. I have everything I need. I just can't drive a semi. So I you need, didn't take your test with the semi. because I didn't take my test with the semi. You know, and that's exactly. wild because oh, Papa Frank's been driving or he did. Well, he's he's, he's he was grandfathered he's a, in. yeah he was yeah. grandfathered in. But I can remember when he did like. Cause he had all of his hazmat stuff. He had all that stuff, and it was, it was a lot to doubles, keep and maintain. There's doubles. There's, so there's doubles, triples. There's tankers, public passenger, chauffeur, hazmat. Like there's yeah, there's all kinds of shit. And I, I work with a few guys that, you know that that carried that shit forever. You know what I mean? Just because well, you never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, a, and that's true. That's why anybody that holds a CDL. Might as well keep it. You might as well keep it because, I mean, the only thing that requires you to do is, you know, go for a medical check or do something like that, you know. And with me, uh, as a big proponent proponent of the CDL or the uh, CPAP. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a uh, every six-month. Red, you got a CPAP? No. Am I the only one in the room that does yes. it? Yes. Oh, boy, that was a safe guess. Yeah, but I'm a yearly uh, a yearly medical check, not six months. I'm not that bad yet. My blood pressure is still pretty good, but my CPAP requires me to go every year. So so I'm going to reel this back in. Here we go. Cast this out one time. I, I knew you worked at CHR. Okay, I didn't know the name, but I knew that you worked with somewhere that a bunch of local folks did. How do you get from C.H. Robinson to, forgive me for not catching the name, but to where you're at now? To the golf business? We'll just yeah, call yeah, it the yeah, golf the business. golf business. I just run golf tournaments. Um, so I was at Evansville Country Club, and I was playing golf with a gentleman, and he told me, he said, I am on the board for a charity, and we have a golf tournament. We need a sales rep. Would you be interested? So I was thinking it was like Boys and Girls Club, something out at you sure. know Cambridge and Evansville on a Tuesday. Like it was, yeah. I just I thought it was something on the side. So I was like, absolutely, you know. And he said, well, send me your resume. So I sent him my resume, and he emails me back, tells me to be downtown at Old National Bank at, at 3 o'clock on a Thursday. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. So I walk in there, and as soon as I walk in the room, there's – PGA Tour awards on the wall. There's, you know, golf stuff everywhere. And immediately it clicked. And I was just like, oh, I am, you know, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> I am, we're just going to give it a go. You know, we're just going to wing this. And it, it just landed. I, oh, you know, yeah. I, I found out that whoever the, the young person was that interviewed before me, they were actually prepared to give the job to. But I split the room. There's five people and I split them three and two. And they, uh, they went with me. And so, Hey, here I am, and I've, that was for a sales rep position. Now I'm assistant director and looking in the next few years to be the tournament director at the uh, Pete Dye course here sometime in the next few years is the plan. So That's what's awesome. all that entail? What do you, like, 
because it sounds like a pretty sweet gig. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it really oh, is. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it is. It uh, really I, is. I, I've experienced I asked little Rick, Casey for shit. <laughs> I even asked for a job there. Well, well you didn't get it. So I know. Moving on. Not called. <laughs> so my team handles everything outside the ropes. Okay. The PGA Tour handles everything inside the ropes. So I am actually just running a golf tournament for charity, and it just so happens to be that the golf tournament is a PGA Tour event, and it's the Corn Ferry, which is Corn Ferry Tour is the developmental series. That, 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 let's go there. What is the Corn Ferry Tour? I think tell, he was going there. Tell us about yeah. that. Well, well just, I mean, do we want him to answer Dave's? Dave, does this answer your question? Well, yeah, we'll, question question we'll yeah. take the roundabout way here. Oh, okay. We'll go the long way. I yeah. finally talked. Get a roadie. And then he doing great. I finally talk. You're good. And this guy. You're good. Well, old Missile Lips didn't get the nickname <laughs> Missile Lips because he was quiet very often. Go ahead, pal. Dead air. Push that on your little punch board. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So so how does it work? You're outside the ropes for the Corn Ferry Tour and go. Everything outside the ropes. All the hospitality tents, the pro-ams that take place earlier in the week, all the charity events, um, everything that goes on basically outside the ropes, all the signage, all the sponsors, basically trying to generate enough revenue to cover the cost of the tournament and then write a good check to charity afterwards. Nice. That's that's what I'm trying to do. Nice. It, so who plays for the Corn Ferry Tour? The Corn Ferry or in the Corn, in the Corn Ferry Tour. A lot of people compare it to AAA baseball, but it's 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 a lot more than that. I would say it's not knocking AAA baseball, but the Corn Ferry Tour is like the NFL Combine stretched out over 26 events, right? Oh, because no. you're trying to be the top one in your class, and you're trying to move on to the next level. So it is a developmental league. It is the last step, really, before you get to the PGA Tour. And when you look at the players that have came through, I think it's something like 80%, 85% of players on the PGA Tour right now came through the Corn Ferry Tour at one time. Yeah. Wow. Who have you – and maybe you're not allowed to say, but who have you seen in your four and a half years or so that's – Oh, no, I can say uh, – you know, 2020 was COVID year, and that's that's kind sure, of – A rough one, I bet. Right, right. Yeah. That's kind of when I was just coming in. You know, I brought in in 2019, and then 2020, COVID hit for my first tournament. Um, but I, it gave me an opportunity to really spend a lot of time with the players. And uh, Mito Pereira, I don't know. You you might not know that. If you watch the Netflix series, The Full Swing, yeah. he had an episode. Yeah. He had a – you know, he was leading the PGA Championship, and, and the 72nd hole got him, so – but I got to meet Mito, play with him a few times. Um, him and I messaged back and forth. Uh, Will Zalatoris came through our tour that year. Uh, Cameron Young was was right before that. But um, Scotty Scheffler was 2019. Okay. Sung J M came through in 2018. Scotty Scheffler in 2019. And then Zalatoris and Cam Young, I don't remember which, but were players of the year. And then last year, Justin Suh. Yeah. Justin Suh is going to be a star. His kid's awesome is that who you got your eye on this year who's who's coming through hot this year who's coming through this year well ben coles is our leader he's already won twice um you know we got these cootie twins pearson cootie and parker cootie twins 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 no played it. yeah yeah their grandfather was charles cootie won the masters in the 70s oh, okay wow. yeah cool. and they're what i think it's pearson maybe or i forget which one one of them's already won twice but they're both in the top 25 they're both coming to evansville here in two weeks they're sticks yeah they're gonna be stars on the pga tour so they uh, now an interesting cool. format and are they younger dudes yeah those two graduated from texas last year i think wow I don't, so has that happened before has there been twins on the tour oh i've shit. not heard of it i 
There's a whole shtick right there. Shtick. Now, shtick. Yannick, Paul, and Jeremy Paul. One is currently. Look at this guy. One is currently on the European tour, and the other is currently in the Corn Ferry tour. And where they director job right now? Overseas. Overseas. Yeah, European. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, So a cool thing about this with the Corn Ferry tour and the tour championship, like this is the one for all of the marbles. But they've also got it to where the whole kit and caboodle. Yes, but they also have it where it's kind of like a tournament where they reduce. The, do they reduce the field as they get yeah. to uh, that's, that's Victoria? A, yeah, that's new for this year. So this year is uh, four finals events. Uh, the only way to get your tour card now is to come through Evansville, to come through Victoria National, Newburgh at the uh, Corn Ferry Tour Championship. So uh, in two weeks, we're going to have seventy-five players show up. It's no cut, meaning all 75, they're the top players on the Corn Ferry Tour. They're playing all four days. There's 30 tour cards on the line, and it's a $1.5 million purse. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. And, and now think, most of and these. So now, next year, that's happening at French Lick. At the Pete Dye course at French Lick. Now, how would one, how would a guy qualify for a shot to play at that? Level. So they would have had to have gone through qualifying school, Q school, qualifying school last last fall in 2022, or they would have had to have status from the year before. So somehow they would have been. So able- I guess my question would be was how how would one earn that credential? How would how would if I was going to become a professional golfer, where would I have to go in order to make it onto the Corn Ferry Tour? Like how does that process work? You're going to pay a little bit of money. Uh, and then you're going to go down to qualifying school. Smoke's taking notes. I think he's got his eye on it. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah don't, don't count us out. I yeah. mean, Jesus Christ. You I'm going to cut you guys out real fast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes there, Bearded. Let's see what, what happens hey, tomorrow. You, hey, hold on. Yeah, time we'll out, see. Time well, out, yeah, time pump out. the brakes. Time out. I'm just going to put this in perspective. Like, the think of the best golfers you know in our community. Yes. Still don't hold a torch to these guys. Not that's, at all. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the perspective of it. Like, yeah. when you go to a tour event, and you watch these guys on the range, there's something different about them. You go to a tour event, and you watch them play. I guess I've never seen that in person, and I think that's something I think, because if I had a chance to take, I guess that would be another question. If you had a chance to go to Augusta, who would you take with you? And for me, it would be my dad. Oh, 100%. Because my dad has been a golf dude forever. Like, I got my first clubs when I was, like like you said, very young. You know what I mean? And it was like – I don't know how many times we'd play tea time, that little nine-hole track in Evansville, and I would leave a club. Like Jenna lost her pitching wedge or something. Oh, did she? Or somebody lost nine her. Nine yeah, over there some, on somebody, somebody lost her club or whatever. Three you know, holes my, later, she realized that's it. That's what my dad, we'd get back to the truck, and he'd be like, oh, God damn it, you forgot your, you know. And we'd have to go back and get in the cart and drive around the whole goddamn course to find my club. I know and it all I did too it well. all the time. I did it all I did the time. It's amazing yeah. that your father didn't drown you somewhere. Oh, <laughs> I know. Like, you are an embarrassment, son. Get in a cart. Like, I always tell you. imagine how much work it'd take to hold him underwater? <laughs> well, back then, he wasn't as big. Jay would have been able to get him. Yeah, get in a cart. But you know what I mean? It's like one of those oh, yeah. things. I think it would be cool to go with, you know, to, to the to the course. And so I was that. at uh, Valhalla last time they hosted the PGA Championship. 2014. And that was uh, my first live golf event. And watching those guys tee off. That's and, it. And missing That's in it. an area of the size of this table. Yeah. It's and insane. Like how, and watching them on the range and then, like, just. Like, their ball contact, their, their mechanics. They're like machines. All, yeah, dude. They're freaking it's machines. Nuts. I guess I could put it kind of 
close to perspective. So if we're talking about the PGA Tour, and these are skewed a little bit, but roughly the number one player in the world through the number 250, those guys either have status or perform regularly on the PGA Tour. Right. And then we can back that up. Number 251 through 400 probably have status on the Corn Ferry Tour right. or, or compete regularly on oh, the Corn yeah. Ferry Tour. So to say that the Corn Ferry Tour guys are one shot away from being on the PGA Tour, that's not one shot per round. That's one shot over four days. They're having one mental lapse over a four-day golf yep, tournament. You're out. And that's what's preventing them from getting to the next level. Now, you asked earlier, how, how do you get on? Or how do you get to Evansville? You've got 26 weeks, a 26-event uh, season, and you have to compete every week. You know, there are breaks in there, but you're in five different countries. You're all over. You know, you have to learn. Countries? Yeah, yeah. We are, Q school. No, like, no, 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 no. The Corn season. Ferry Corn Ferry Tour oh, season. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But you're in five different countries. You have to learn that you're booking your own travel. You're taking care of your body yourself, your mental side. You're taking care of that yourself. You're booking your airfare, your hotels. Everything that you didn't do in college when you played Division One uh, golf, yeah, yeah. now you're responsible for. So we call it a developmental league. It's really just, hey, we're trying to cut the fat here. You know, because these guys are going to be stars and it's not a matter of, of when it's just a matter I'm sorry, it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of when they develop, you know, and it might be something as small as increasing their strokes game putting from 20 feet. That's preventing them from playing at the next level. You know, we're talking about a minute difference there, just a little small. something small. Yeah. So so the event coming up at Victoria, that's October 5th through the 8th, 5th through the 8th. And so they will, uh, Victoria, I mean, we could talk about it. It's a beaut of a course. Um, Victoria is a beaut of a course. And um, we. Uh, it's fine. We're just, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah everything's yeah, fine. We're good. We're good. Uh, but Victoria is uh, a challenge in and of itself. But explain where, where these guys will be playing from at Victoria. So we're gonna we're basically landlocked with with what we've got at Victoria National. They're gonna they're gonna tip it out around seventy five hundred yards. You know, I think. So what's, what's that what's, mean for like an average golfer? So for an average golfer, let's use something for perspective. What would Huntingburg be playing the whites? It's probably eighteen holes, sixty one hundred yards. So there's so we're, a we're adding, you know, fourteen hundred yards total. Which is divided over 18 holes. Go ahead, Rain Man. Do the math. Uh, 14 and 8 is like... Uh, well, it changes 75, it up. I don't know. Yeah, 75 to 100 yards per hole coming back. Um, how... So what's what kind of work does it take to get ready for the tournament coming up here in a couple of weeks? Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and Smoke and I were talking about earlier before the show about what it takes to, to run an event. When you talk about... Um, you know, water, power, sewer, uh, building your hospitality structures, your marketing bills, you have to have volunteer base. I mean, it takes 400, 350 volunteers to run this event. I have to go find them and take care of them. All the permits, parking. I mean, there's, everybody always asks me, Dustin, you run a golf tournament for a living. What do you do the other 49, 50 weeks out of the year? I'm planning this event, yeah. you know, it takes a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of sponsors and a lot of support to, to run the corn Ferry tour championship presented by United leasing and finance. That's right. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort, you know, and I'm only a one of five on my team. 
So it does take a full year to run a golf tournament of this, so your of this team, magnitude. How many tournaments a year? Do you just do the one or you got two? We have two. two. You got two. Yeah. Wow. Because Garth handles Knoxville, right? Yeah. Well, Garth is the director of operations. Shout out G Money. Uh, you, think, you think he'll listen to this? I'm going to tell him to. Yeah. G Money is the hardest working. Like, there's my dad and G Money, and they're the hardest two working men I've ever met in my life. Garth's a good dude. I try so hard to keep up with him. Right now, I guarantee you, he is going over signage. He is going through the storage units looking for something that he's lost, his mind, maybe. But he is going to be, he is the glue that gets yeah. our golf tournaments together and, and runs them. He's phenomenal. So I met. So just a little backstory. Um, so obviously with the resort getting it in 2024, just go. I will. Yeah, okay. It's fine. So in 2024, I got to meet these guys, and I hadn't really told anybody up at the resort that I was doing this. So we sit down at dinner in 1875. Mind you, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Right. We sit down for dinner at 1875, and it was like the serious people, and it got less serious as it got down to us. <laughs> So it was me and Tyler Jordan and, and Dustin sitting down there, and he's like, man, I'm a huge fan of the show. And Tyler's like, what show? Oh, yeah, the podcast. And Tyler's like, what podcast? He's like, Wondering Dutchman. Like, don't you know about it? And I, I was like, my face was like, and Dustin's like, oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, I didn't mean to out him, first off. But what was great was the serious side of the table, like the important side of the table, just stopped and started listening Stop to talking. us. Yeah, yeah. Stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yes. like forks hit the plate and everybody's just like what <laughs> yeah i don't have the i don't know where it's at but there's a but it worked out pretty good yeah. but yeah i got that's where i got to meet garth uh i think that was the first time but just it's amazing how much work goes into it because i know you know like what you're talking about to do two of them because i always wondered that i was like man to only have two like that that seems like there's a lot of downtime and then you realize how much goes into it just from learning about it a little bit more as as we've talked and I'm like, shit, I don't know how you do two of these. Yeah. Because insane. it's unreal. Oh, I That's mean, insane. just think about it with, like, for our barbecue event. I was going to say, I, we, I, I got to dip my toes in the waters a little bit this weekend, like trying to run our barbecue competition, which, by the way, was a huge success. Congratulations, for, yeah, by the way. Congratulations. It worked, it worked out really well. Thanks and I for think, coming out. Yeah. And I think everybody <laughs> get off of it. Hold, hold on. Oh. oh I go away. Wah, wah, wah. But I just said, like, we logistically planning everything trying to get registrations locked down trying to get all the uh, essential supplies locked down trying to uh get judges signed up and locked down You're forgetting and if it wasn't for trying to get all so that was the thing too yeah trying to get all of our sponsors together and prize money gathered and working in collaboration with the holland events committee with the fest and like everything it just you know, and I, I, I thought it was fun. Like I, I kind of like that. You know what I mean? So I'm not Couldn't saying tell that I'm, it a couple times. I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to say it all. I'm not going to say that I'm going to like turn in my, uh, my steel-toed work boots for like a wedding planner job or anything <laughs> like that. But I mean, I think I can throw a pretty good shindig. I mean, we, we man, it, it went off without a hitch. We've, all we've banged considered. up some pretty good bangers, you know, yeah. before and stuff. So 
I don't know. Like, I, I think it would be neat. Granted, I'm not trying to run, uh, you know, a million-dollar golf tournament or anything like that. But Well, a million dollars doesn't scratch the surface. Well, what I'm saying, okay, Jesus Christ, Casey. I mean, let's tug him a little harder here. <laughs> well, We're no, not trying to run a 50, God-blessing, $67 billion tournament here. But You know what? This is why you can't say anything around these guys, Dustin, because they just they don't. We're wolves. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just waiting in the wings. Well, but, I mean, you said a million dollars. Like, well, he yeah, said no, the could... purse was a million and a half. That's right, one point two. And there's that a lot one, of, oh, I thought that was for the series. That's just for one tournament. That's for this tournament. Coming yeah, up. Okay. yeah. That's the winner. What he wins. Okay. I and then there's no, like no, there's no. A, the one point five is divvied amongst the seventy five. Yeah. How they winners finish. probably oh, what half, half seven fifty seven seven hundred seven to seven fifty somewhere in there. That's yeah. a pretty good payday. Yeah. Well, I think the cool thing that's, that's not the most important part of the payday. The cool thing no, is it's that, that card, card. That's that card. Well, that's what I was getting ready to get to. They, I saw some pictures from last year's uh, PGA card ceremony. I think that would be cool as hell to watch. Oh, to yeah. to these guys that like this has been oh, their I bet goal. the raw emotion would be nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Does the, that happen on Sunday? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what's what's harder is when you watch somebody <laughs> miss it <laughs> yeah. by one shot. That's the hard part is watching somebody fail to get uh, too far, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. Somebody yeah. out there's gonna club you when they start. <laughs> So they and uh, so basically those guys they recycle for next year. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So seventy five guys are going to show up. The new format, mathematically, if you're showing up in seventy fifth, you can still have a chance to finish in that top thirty. Nice yeah. and get your tour card. Now the big thing is who's going to be number one overall because number one overall is not only taking what we say like around seven hundred something yeah. thousand dollars. They're going to get an opportunity to play in the Players Championship. Oh, they're going to get an opportunity to play a spot in the U.S. Open. Okay. Oh, and yeah. they're going to getting a fully exempt season on the PGA Tour next year. So explain that what it means to be fully exempt. So the first few spots, like number one, is going to be fully exempt for any tournament on the PGA that Tour means next year. All expenses paid. No, no. no, no. Means, okay. It means they don't get bounced. They've got an invite to the tournament. Oh. Right. That's what I meant. Like explain yeah. what exempt means that right. they're getting the invite to play no matter what. And then it goes down the field, you know, two through whatever is going to have so many starts guaranteed and then all the way to 30. It gets less and less, meaning the bigger the tournament, the less chance you have to actually get into it. So if you're the 30th, out of this year's field, if you finish 30 and you want to play in the waste management or you want to play in the Genesis or, or a big field, you know, a designated event, you're probably not going to get into it, meaning you'll be at the bottom of the list and it'll take a lot of people to withdraw or get hurt, you know, for, for you to get that spot. But if you're the number one guy, not only are you getting to play in all of them, but you're playing the U.S. Open, the Players' Championship, as well as, you know, yeah. a fully exempt season. So it's wow, it's yeah. huge. And we, uh, Southern Indiana, you know, I don't think many people talk about the golf prowess that comes out, but uh, Adam Shank currently on tour. Oh, yeah, doing uh, great, Vincent, a great year. Vincent, great year. He actually works with a uh, guy up at the resort, swing coach-wise. Yeah, Aaron, the, Aaron Bradley. Anthony. Anthony Bradley. I'm we won't sorry. tell I'm him sorry. he did that. Sorry, uh, sorry. I don't think AB so, listens sorry, to the AB. program. That's okay. Uh, he may. We may introduce him because he'd be a fun interview. Good for he, him. He's one of them funny talkers. He's from across the pond. <laughs> Is that right? He'd help you with your golf game. Bloody hell. Yeah, that's, hey, spot on with it. <laughs> Bloody hell, that's Iggy. But he, uh. It's Iggy. <laughs> oh, God damn But he's, uh, it. but Adam Gosh, darn it, uh, went to UE with his sister. But he's, he's tour right now and he finished. Where did he finish in the FedEx Cup? 
Uh, he was I top don't know. ten in the FedEx Cup, wasn't he? I don't know if he made it top ten. He made it to East Lake. You know, yeah. pretty big, pretty big payday. You got a you got a good season going if you make it to Atlanta. Yeah. And then uh, the guy out of Evansville. Uh, I want to say Jeff Overton, but I don't know if that's right. Jeff Overton is from Evansville. Yeah, yeah he was one in the that Ryder was on, Cup. Yeah, those guys. You know, they kind of maybe not necessarily. That's like the amazing thing to me about the game of golf. Rory hasn't won a major since. 2000 and was it 14 no yeah, yeah it's been nine years it'll be 10 years this year yeah yeah it was and Valhalla. he's and rory's considered one of the best golfers around of all, of all time i mean yeah he's in, he's in the conversation and it's just amazing to think about you look back at um tiger's got what 15 17 majors 17 majors or 16 jack's got 18 yeah and yeah, then because it was funny because brooks kepka was with the boys on part of my take uh, they land Brooks, we land you. I think we came out ahead on that. That's good. Um, but he was talking about he could. Give he it thought time. he could win twelve. He was like, I think I could win twelve. He goes, I've, I've pissed away four already. I would have nine, and it's like, well, like, you know, if your aunt had nuts, she'd be your uncle, kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just think it's amazing because like That's Rory, the highlight of this show. Like Rory hasn't won a major in ten years, but it's so freaking hard, and these guys like. To, I think what I learned most was when uh, uh, Ken Dukes was yeah. the guy at the event. The guy that makes the mayo? No, no, no. Ken Duke on the Champions Tour. Oh. He's on the Champions <laughs> Tour. Professional golfer. Okay. But, you know, he talks about it. he's He's made a living playing golf, but he's not gone out and won 10 uh, majors. But it's just amazing how hard it is to go do it, how much luck's involved. Well, there's a lot of luck. I guess there would be a lot of luck. Luck yeah. and skill both. Hey, and speaking of that, let's let, let's, let's change gears here. Can I ask, what are you changing gears to? Other than golf. Well, hold on. Before we get out of golf. Okay. Because I think there's got to be some things we got to touch on. All right. So, for our listeners, the Wanderers, let's go through it real quick. First weekend in October. October 5th through the 8th. Victoria National. Yep. Corn Ferry Tour Championship. Yep. Uh, if you played in the MFL Foundation, which if you're under the age of 18 and you're listening to this, probably shouldn't. Yeah. But your parents that are listening, you guys are getting in. Free admission. Free admission. But if I was That's Johnny awesome. off the street, if I was Johnny off the street, what's it take to get there to watch a day of golf? You ready for this? Yes. Daily admission? Yes. You're going to pay $5 to park, and that goes to the Warwick County Parks Department. Yeah. You're going to pay $20 at the gate. That's it. That's it. To nice. watch professional athletes. The best right. in the world. Yeah. To end the walk to course. Like, if you, like, so if you're a first timer, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I think I'd like to check that out. If you're a first-timer coming to watch, what's your best advice for him? First-timer coming to watch, definitely check the website, www.tourchampulf.com. See what the do's and don'ts are, what you can bring, where to park, things like yep. that. Check the tee time so you know what time to get there. Um, first I'll, tee time is probably, what, 7 central? 7.30. 7.30 central. Yikes. And with only 75 players, we're going to be done at about 3 o'clock. Yeah. So, uh, Second piece of advice, come out and have fun. Yeah. Enjoy it. Everything's affordable, you know, yep. beer, hot dog. It's all going to be the concession stand. You in a cocktail. It's only going to cost you a couple of dollars. Watch the best golfers in the world. They don't have a glizzy machine down there, do they? We're going to have prime time of Newburgh. Do they, have, do they have a glizzy machine like that one? Ooh, not, not like, like that, that one. one. Yeah. Not like that one. No, no. no. When you have no. a glizzy off that later, you're I can't gonna, wait. You're going to want to acquire that. And yeah. It's not for sale. It's so not for sale. Vic Victoria <laughs> National, $5 yeah. a park, $20 at the gate. Where, where would you... If I've never been there before, what, what would where where would I where where would I want to go? Tell me where to go. Absolutely know the answer to this. Victoria National is known for its last four holes. 
Okay. 14, 15. No, I'm sorry. Five holes. 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. It's called the gauntlet. Wow. It's I can tell you it's tough. The hardest five holes on the Corn Ferry Tour, bar none. Yep. That tournament is won and lost on those five holes. Okay. You want to hang out somewhere around there between 14 and 18. Wow. There's a lot of water on those holes. There's a lot of tight fairways. Uh, 16 is a downhill par three. It's going to play about 200 yards, and it's got water on three sides. Wow. It's a, it's, a peninsula. It, it, no, it really yeah, it yeah, is. It, is. it legitimately hey, look, is. A peninsula. No lead is safe going into Sunday into hole 14. No lead is safe. I promise you that. Wow. So that's where the action's going to be for sure. I think uh, the best thing what I learned from Valhalla, I was with Harrison and Nick. We found a, we got there soup, first tee time. We got there early. Bubba Watson was teeing off, which is great because I hate him because everybody else was like cool when you'd shout out to him. <laughs> and uh, I hope I don't get you in trouble for that. But he like he just like stone faced like nobody. But then we followed uh, Phil Mickelson for a little bit, and we were like lefty, you know, hey man, great shot. And he he'd acknowledge like there's some guys that will acknowledge, yeah. And then there's some guys like I don't even hear you. And yeah. Bubba was one of them ones that there was a reason why he was teeing off at seven a.m. But we got there super early, and we just. <laughs> We found the pairings list, which I assume will be on the website. Absolutely. And then you just, uh, what's, you said Ben? Ben, ben Coles. Coles. Ben so, Coles. like, for instance, yeah. if you want to go follow Ben Coles, find out when he's teeing off, get there, and then just walk with him for three or four holes. Yeah. And then you can, because with Victoria, you can walk three or four, cut back to find some more that may be finishing, and then, click, you know, collect Ben like you're talking about at 14 or 15, because it's it, there's a lot of strategy to it. Some people... We'll get there super early to set up right there, right on the ropes yeah. of 18, yeah. which to me is mind-boggling because you're still going to be able to, to get over there and watch. And Victoria, when you come into 18, you like all you got to do is sit up out there on their porch, and yeah. you can watch them come into 18. Porch, they probably don't call it a porch. I don't know. It seems like a very – Veranda. Veranda. Yeah, the, yeah. Veranda the veranda to watch that. But – uh that would be some of my advice. Wear your walking shoes. It's yeah. going to be great yeah. weather. Definitely to say wear that, your walking like, shoes. Because I'm a real shitty golfer. Oh. I love golf, and I've recently come to this like realization that I can love it and still suck, suck. terribly at it. But the reason I like golf is just a reason to be outside. And uh, like if we're doing something like what we're going to do tomorrow, we're definitely carting it. But when I golf by myself, I walk. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the best part is just to give me a reason. Okay, I'm going to take a couple hours. I'm going to. Just take Clear your mind. You're a complicated so individual. For, for twenty bucks, to walking go and actually walk makes a, you. I can only imagine walking would make you a better golfer too. Because like, if you got to walk far, you know, you're going to start concentrating and hitting it better. Or you're just beating the well. hell out of yourself for the last shot. But I guess what I'm saying is, for twenty bucks to go watch the best of the best and still get to enjoy the course like it was. So I guess you're not playing it, but you're right. still enjoying the course. You're still walking through, seeing what it all has to offer. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, so that's so that's the event. Go yeah. out, check it out. Tell him Dustin sent you. When you get there, ask for Dustin cuz I'm sure he's got time to go over there. Nothing going on. I got nothing going on. <laughs> he's got plenty of time. Yeah. So they'll get me on the radio. Yeah, so just show up there. I hope my hope is that the young junior golfers that played in my mom's foundation tournament like come out and I've had a few that say, "Hey, we're going to be there." So awesome. I'm excited for that. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be a great event. We're a very pro-golf podcast. Yeah. Uh, like I came from the golf course to come here, just yeah. like Casey did. Yeah. It's like bowling. It's a drinking game. Yeah. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. Yeah. To the but, extent that I do it, it's a drinking yeah, game. Yeah, me too. So anything else 
that we've got to nail down Corn Ferry Tour Championship presented by United Leasing and Finance, Victoria National, that October 5th, 6th, and 7th. And 8th. 8th. Five bucks. For parking. For parking. $20 at the gate $20 gets you in there. Yep. If you've never been to Victoria, it's a beaut. Yeah. Old yeah. coal mine ground. Mr. Old, Peabody it probably It is a Peabody it. stripper pit. A lot of big bass in them lakes. Yeah. 400 million gallons of water, I'm told. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And There's water on 14 holes. That's crazy. Gee whiz. <laughs> yeah, Gee I, whiz. I think that's the first time that's been said on this. Sunday. I found a lot of the water. Yeah. In a five-gallon bucket of balls, a guarantee of that. Oh, easily. <laughs> yeah. Easily. And I, yeah. and I think one thing that if you've never this been guy, to a golf oh, tournament easy. and you're intimidated by, by it, there's a lot of very friendly volunteers to help you like thousand percent know and understand what's going on. Best volunteers I've ever seen on Corn Ferry Tour. They are phenomenal. They they really take pride in this event. Yeah. And they really take pride. Actually, the Corn Ferry Tour Volunteer of the Year, her name's Mary Eve. She came out of the Evansville group last year. Oh, good so for she her. was recognized twenty thousand volunteers and she was the number one recognized. So awesome. we're so proud of that. So I mean, obviously, we're going to be in the VIP hospitality tent. I got you taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, Media. Yeah. Now, are we going to be able to get an interview with Ben Coles? Probably not. <laughs> who are we going to have? Who? We talked about this. I just want to talk about it on air a little bit. What interview can you <laughs> land us? Doesn't have to be a golfer. Could be a caddy. Dustin Harris. Well, we've got that guy. <laughs> okay. I mean, because we're going to bring, we could bring the equipment. He might be able to get us the best volunteer of the year last year. We'd probably talk to her yeah yeah we do good hey, and she owns her her and her partner own wolf's barbecue if you're familiar oh! yeah yeah there we go so phenomenal shout uh, out shout out wolf's barbecue on first avenue well that's good we don't have any that's barbecue okay. company that sponsors us so yeah that's, <laughs> that's fine that's we're, good. we're that's good with that plug that's for sure uh i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm excited about it i'm glad we've our pat i this is weird because i'm gonna fit in I'm going to fit right you're in, not in that whole world. thousand percent you are. You're fine, bub. Yeah, you're, you're just not going to be fine. able to. Just have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And just don't get too rowdy. We're fine. Yeah. Look, uh, as long as the noise is ambient, meaning it doesn't get quiet and then it gets loud, players are fine. Have a great time. Come on out. Enjoy it. And this is a developmental league. What do you think is going to happen when they get to the waste management? You think it's going to be quiet then? Who was, that that, who was that guy? Uh, he's the from across the pond. His fiance come out of the porter john and let the door slam. Uh, Tyler, uh, who is that guy? He throw like hits a bad shot and he goes nuts. So, oh boy, um, <laughs> Zach oh, Mason, Tyrrell Hatton, Tyrrell Hatton, Tyrrell Hatton. Yeah, yeah, because he was he was on with the part of my take boys and he was. They asked him about it, like, yeah, and he goes, yeah. I turn around to look and see what the hell's going on. It's my fiance walking out of the porter john. He goes, I couldn't get mad about it then. <laughs> You would be surprised at how often that happens. Oh, it's, yeah, I I couldn't imagine. So we, so I feel like we've, the Corn Ferry, we've covered it pretty good. We've talked about it. Is there anything else about the upcoming event that we may have missed that we got to tell our viewers? Well, absolutely. We need to be sure that they know where we're at in 2024. Oh, well, shoot. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's a fine-looking yeah. shirt you got there. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you like that? Yeah. I like the hat a little bit better. Did you bring an extra? I got I got one for you somewhere. That up, yes. baby. That I got one for well, you hey, somewhere. He asked our shirt size, and I was like, three, four, and five XL, maybe with a tall. He goes, yeah. we don't carry those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're out. Well, piss. 
<laughs> anyway. But we got the hats. Yeah. We got so, the hats. That's good. All right. So let's talk about it. So we're going to French Lick next year. 2024. We'll be there. Nice. Same format. It's going to be fantastic. We cannot wait. What's your wait. take on the course compared to Victoria National? So what's it going to bring that maybe Victoria National didn't? The views. The views are the first thing, absolutely. Uh, that's probably the most commonly asked question I get with anyone in relationship to the to the move of Pete Dye. Um, which one's more difficult? And it's a two-sided answer. For the amateur golfer, Victoria National, way more challenging. You are five yards off the fairway. You're probably going to lose your ball at Victoria National. For the amateur golfer, right? At the Pete Dye, the amateur golfer doesn't really have to worry about that as much. You can kind of spray it as long as you stay to the right side. You're going to be fine. You're going to find your golf ball. It's challenging. They're, they're both equally tough from yeah. the fairway. It's just at Victoria National, the amateur golfer struggles off the tee more often than, than the Pete Dye. From the professional standpoint, they don't, they don't miss fairways, right? right? And if they do, it's not by much. They're not losing that many golf balls like us. So when we go to French Lick, the wind is more prominent. The greens are a lot smaller. They're a lot more difficult to read. It's going to play as far as we want it to. Yep. You know, we, oh, my gosh. You're going to be able to stretch out Pete yeah, Dye. Yeah. We're tapped out at Victoria National at 75, 7,600 yards. We have up to 8,100 yards. I was going to say wow. They won't use that. They won't. But if the, if the weather calls for it, we have the opportunity to manipulate tee boxes and pin locations and, and make it to where we can shoot and successfully you know, hit a certain number for the final score that wins it. We don't have that option at Victoria National. So in my mind, the professional golfer is going to struggle more at Pete Dye. And the views are hands down oh my god amazing they're breathtaking yeah. you know logistically it's going to be better for sponsors easily yeah a lot more a lot more way to entertain up there right for sure for sure that's the most important part that i'm trying to get through to our sponsors is it's it's now it's a destination golf tournament when we go to the pete die golf course you don't leave until you get you know until it's time for you to to get in your car and go how many days do you want to stay what do you want to do before the tournament what do you want to do during the tournament and what's your sponsorship look like after do you want to go play the donald ross course in the morning do you want to go back to your private suite do you want to rent the bowling alley there's so many different amenities that the pete dog course offers its sponsors yeah. we just don't have yeah well it is i my hope my hope and i know like with your team and working with our guys up there that you could turn that into a golf destination event with very little effort because it's not going to take much. And like, to your point, like it's going to be, you can do a ton at the resort and to, and your point is exactly spot on. You park your car on, let's say you're playing in the Tuesday pro-am, right? You park your car on Tuesday. You don't have to do anything of it till Sunday. So it's time and, to go. And it's going to be great. And you mentioned that Donald Ross, the Donald Ross is is not it's not a knockoff course in and of itself. Not like at all. the Donald Ross could be a very ask some of those ladies in the Epson tour that played it two years ago when Russ and the boys stretched it out a little bit and played it. There was a lot of women not happy about because it's tough. Well, and especially when they play that tournament, middle of the summer. I've always contended if you're at the Pete Dye, I was telling uh somebody about this today they're getting ready to play the donald ross the first time i said if you're up there on a hot day if you don't start drinking water and taking care of yourself by the time you tee off you turn around and you get to nine or ten probably to ten or eleven and it starts getting hot and beating down on you you're done 
Because the the weather elements will beat you just as bad as what the course does. No shade. If there's no, no shade. shade. It no. gets hot, and like you have to walk those. You have to walk those courses. Those guys will for the for the corn ferry. They walk right, but like you, you don't walk. Oh no, no, no! no. We got a cart. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we cart that bad boy. We cart that bad boy for sure. Well, so. hey boys, this has been an awesome first hour. Is there anything else you got to say? No, I think we covered it. This is awesome. This is great. I love every bit. We still got a whole hour regular. I know it, and I love every minute. I love every minute of. This. Are you prepared for hour two? Yeah, I'm ready. Do you yeah, have a topic? He's staying I have, around. I have no idea what hour two consists of. That's all right. We'll, we'll <laughs> cover that. We'll cover that we in got the a break. Glizzy break. We got, we got a, glizzy a glizzy break coming up here. We're gonna go out, stretch our legs, the listeners, water, a bit water of the our, rocks uh, out there, yeah. refill yeah. our cups, and we'll be right back. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, Wanders, it's Smoker. Hey, it's Life Insurance Awareness Month, and it's the perfect time to learn about how life insurance can protect your family's financial future. Life insurance is a way to provide financial security for your loved ones if you die. It can help pay for your funeral expenses, outstanding debts, and other financial obligations. It can also help your family maintain their lifestyle, such as paying for their mortgage, car payments, or college tuition. If you're not sure if you need life insurance, well, ask yourself these questions. Do I have any dependents? What would happen to my family's financial situation if I died? Could I afford to pay for my funeral expenses and other debts out of pocket? Would my family be able to maintain their lifestyle without my income? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should consider getting life insurance. There are many different types of life insurance policies available, so it's important to find someone to help you pick the policy that suits you best. With that being said, here are a few words from someone who is happy to help you figure it all out. Hello, Wonders. It's Chad Blessinger down in Holland, Indiana. You can come see me at Blessinger Insurance. We're going to talk about some life insurance. September is Life Insurance Awareness Month, and it'd be a good opportunity to come see me. That way we can talk about some things and uh, see, what your, uh, see what your needs are. So you can call me at 812-536-3548, or you can just come see me right in downtown Holland, Indiana, right beside the fire station. Hey, and we're back, hey, baby. What a great hour one. Talking to our buddy Dustin Harris. He's decided he's gonna stick around for hour two. That's right. And, he's buckled up. And that's where we know where smoke really, you know, for smoke Can shine. That's where the rubber really meets the road. Grabbing gears. Yes. Something yes, like that. Burning the mid. Or grasping for straws. Well, <laughs> it'll be what it'll be. So while off air, we lay down, hey Dustin, this is how it works. So he's got his topic. He's all in. He's on board. But before we jump to hour two, we got to just talk about our sponsor for hour two. That's right. Who is it? Fellas, it's football season. Oh, yeah. With football season, it's time to eat wings and delicious other foods that go hand-in-hand hand with football. Hour two is brought to you by our friends at Catering by Meyer. Those fellas know what food pairs exceptionally well with football. Whether you're hosting at home or at the field or on the road tailgating, well, give them a call today to supply all your catering needs. Trust us, we're big fans of glizzies, but damn, we're even bigger fans of hot wings. Catering by Meyer can make your football tailgate one for the ages. Their wings will leave you speechless with a dirty face and hands. Leave the cooking to the fellows at Catering by Meyer. Call them today for your next tailgate, and you tell them the Dutchman sent you. That's right. Big shout out to our buddies Bubba and Jared Feltner, big fans of the show, and uh, we love them. 
Nice. Oh, my god! I love it, guys. This is crazy. You've had that the whole time, the whole last time we've well, been doing Well, I've this. never ran the board until now, and now I'm great. Hey, you're doing a great job. I know. Yeah. Hey, and guess what? Operator. Uh, it's time to jump right into the OGTWD, TWD format. TWD. That's, the TWD. That's me. TWD. Well, but hey, before we do. Go ahead. Just a reminder. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, October 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh-huh. Head down, Victoria National yeah, Country Club. Yeah, yeah. That's golf a cheap course. day with the family. Country club, golfy course. What are they? Golfy? Golfy. It's Victoria. probably not golfy. Victoria National Golf Club. Golf club. club. Last, last year. N- not golfy there. club. Last, last year there, $5 to park, $20 to get in, uh, get on the grounds. Take the family. It'd be a great day. Absolutely. Yeah, you got a young one that's interested in golf, go check it out. I know if if you participated in the uh, MFL Foundation Youth Golf Tournament. You get in uh, for free. Get in for free. Free admission. Go check that out. Take your parents. Take you. It'd be a good time. Uh, but we're excited. We'll be down there. Yeah. We'll cut some content down there. For sure. Working on some other things. We're trying to twist Dustin's arm here a little bit. Uh-huh. A little twisty, twisty. A little tweaky, tweaky. He, he's still holding pretty strong, though. Yeah. We're gonna big to, guy, big guy. Uh, will you stop with the damn board? I got it. We're good. Okay. All right. All right. So Dustin. You're up. Well, you got your first topic. <laughs> first topic. All right. So in 2018, I caddied a little bit on on Corn Ferry Tour. Um, sometimes when you're on the course with your player, you just have to come up with off the wall topics. Just something to get their mind going a different direction, so you can you know keep them out of their own way. I guess sure. you'd say. Yeah. My go-to question was always: If you could have any job in professional sports, meaning if you could be any professional athlete, what would it be? Ooh. I got several, but I don't know. So I don't, I mean, I don't want to go first. Like this is not a rapid fire. We're going to, we're going to jump right in this and really pick it apart. But for me, man, we we would get in depth. No, believe me, we'd be walking down 14 fairway. For real. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always been real big football guy. Yeah. I'm not going to play professional football. Like, I'm just, I'm not there. I've seen your first step. It's not quick. Yeah. No, it's not quick enough. My 40 time. Well, is, but I guess it's hypothetical land, so you got a great yeah, first yeah. step. Yeah. My uh, my 40 time was just not really there. Uh, everything like that. That's irrelevant. Question, that's irrelevant. Yeah, the no, question that's irrelevant. Is if, if you could be, meaning, you know, if you could be an offensive tackle, a punter, or a kicker, you know, what would be your, your ooh, spot you're thinking? Hmm. Not what you... you would qualify to be or what your fit? Well, obviously be. not a running back because those guys get the shit beat right. out of them every day and are underpaid and underpaid. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Um, God, tough spot. Come back to me. What you got, Smoke? Well, you just said it. Well, go ahead, Smoke. Oh well, I guess if I had a just pick from here, I'm not. I'm not much one to be into the sports anyway. But I'd be stuck somewhere between a uh, <coughs> UFC fighter and a monster truck driver. <laughs> you know, I think either one of those would be just equally as good to talk about at the bar. Like, hey, uh, there, pretty gal, what do you do? And she'd be like, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a, a hairdresser. I'm like, oh, well, I drive, uh, you know. Uh, Satan's twat monster truck or something. <laughs> hey, you ever heard of that truck called Grave Digger? I used to drive that son of a bitch. Or a UFC fighter, but I really think that... Cauliflower my, ear. My nose and my ears are probably some of my best qualities. Yeah. Uh, well proportioned in my head. I don't know. You. I don't know. This side profile of your nose? Interesting. I don't know. Very I Crow-esque. Always, yeah. I thought. I thought. I always thought. I've I got had a crooked a nose. nose. I think I've got a crooked nose. It is. It's lopsided. Justine always says that I have a. I'm cursed. 
with the masoner nose. And my mom would actually refer to it as the Lois nose. Mm. My grandmother Lois on the masoner side. God rest her soul. Amen. T's and P's. I love her and miss her every day. But she had a hell of a beak on her. And I think I got that. I think that was me. I don't know. I don't Mammal's think your beak. beak's that bad. Oh, get that side shot shot. I mean, that some bitch is pretty. That's not bad. Is mine one, really crooked? It's one hell of a snipper. Yeah, you Shit, got yeah, one nostril way than a question lower. Mark. My, my, what? What do you your mean? Your left that hand nostril like a train is a whole nostril's length But I've lower. never had a broken nose. That I remember. Well, maybe Poor it genetics. Help. Maybe it helped. Poor ge- hey, you leave my mother and father out of this asshole. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I bet no, Papa no. Frank has a great nose, but your sniffer's definitely been through a You look like ones. the guy off of the movie Batman that they called Penguin. <laughs> You've got a pretty. His nose, very pointed. A very pointy nose. But we're talking about professional sports. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're talking You've about- got a pretty good schnoz on you, too, there, yeah. Red. Yeah. Doug Funny esque. Yeah. 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 Doug Funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What the heck? How did that? I'm sure there's a. Oh, no, that ain't it. How did the theme song to that go? I don't know. And we're in the twilight. Are we we the same age? 37. Okay, I'm 39. So you're a little bit older than you. Hey, you're still the oldest guy at the table. Yeah, well, this week. Hey, that 40 year old banger is going to be great. Oh, man. So we were talking about professional. I've got, I look at it two ways. I'm going to look at it as, like, Olympic sport. I'd love yeah. to be a bobsled driver. Like, I think that would be badass. Hey, Helen, when, we got a bobsled team. Yeah. When the Olympics come hey, around, I'm I love spy. watching those obscure sports that you don't see a lot. Curling! Mm. We'd be excellent curlers. We would be awesome curlers, you guys, like in the Olympic world. You guys shuffle like around to bend down to tie your shoes. I don't give a damn. I'd get a longer broom, bro. I'd get a longer broom. I'd get a longer hey, broom. Hey, you know to be who get real good at leading all that broom? Huh? Old street department guy over there. <laughs> that shovel. Good thing I don't make self-leading I shovels. Be, I want to be. So here's my question. Does each professional football stadium have their own chain gang? Or is it a traveling unit like you would be a like member? Like you're an employee of the NFL. No, like you would be a yeah, member. You, you're a rules official technically at that point. Yeah, so you would be like a member of a union yep. of chain gang. The United chain, chain gang. Gangers of America. Chain bangers. We'd be chain gang bangers. Yeah, so yeah. I would want to be, if I, th- I mean, I think that'd be cool as shit to be, if I was going to be anything involved in any sort of professional athletics. Being an NFL chain gang member, front row seats. Yeah, front row seats. Jesus Christ! Could you? Ah, you're. It's a liability though, because running backs taking the edge. You could get laid out. Real Look quick. at he ain't gonna get laid out Good by dream. one of them little fellas. Nah. I don't know. They're pretty big fellas. Yeah, you just stout. give them that shoulder. They squat. You drop the you drop the stick, don't you? You I mean, wouldn't get out of the way fast enough. No. Yeah. Not a chance. You just. But I guess that's shoulder. just the price you got to pay. It's one of those part of cost being of the part ticket. of the cost union of the chain gang. That's right. So I'm going to be a chain gang. Smoke Dog's going to be a monster truck UFC fighter. Casey, Bo- Bob Sledder. Casey's going to be a Bob Sledder. And and a uh, starting pitcher. Major yeah. League Baseball. You go starting pitcher just because they, they only pitch how often? Once every five days. That's yeah. Right. You're going to throw in golf the other four? Uh, yes. That's, what that's are you, always. Where are you at? That was one of mine, a starting pitcher, just so I could golf for four days in a row and travel to different cities and play golf in those cities oh, yeah. for sure. 
I've always thought about, you know, being a punter wouldn't be bad. No, yeah. You know, I'm just I'm on an NFL well, that team. Professional bowling. Pat McAfee. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Legend, right? He's kind of a competitor of ours. Yeah, we're definitely. We were definitely. <laughs> we're those. coming up on his heels. Yes. He Fox quick. Sports is getting ready to call us. Hey, did you know that we had a member of his show on our show? Who was that? Todd McComas. Uncle really? Todd. Uncle Todd. Yeah. No joke. We went up to Indy and we had a blast. It was awesome. I barfed in his yard. <laughs> and his <laughs> dog ate it. True fact. Hey, right, that's not even the worst thing. He <laughs> barfed in the yard saying. and then the dog went over there and ate it. And, and we were words, all like, <laughs> in the words of Roy D. Mercer, and that ain't even the worst of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a tough it is a tough spot. Yeah, well. Tough spot. Yeah. Uh, I, t- I texted Uncle Todd. I was like, hey, buddy, gonna be in Indy. And he's like, oh, I'm at Crime Con. In Orlando. Yeah. When you say Uncle Todd, is he like your blood uncle? Or oh, no, 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 okay, no, okay, no. Okay. That's just what Pat called him. Yeah. Pat yeah. and the boys, Pat and Diggs and, and all those guys, they called him Uncle Todd. Because Gator, Todd's boy, Bailey, he was on the production team for McAfee, which is still is. Still is. Yeah, he's this and, YouTube guy. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a wild it's a wild deal to so, think about that. So Todd's, now Todd's in the true crime. They've got a yeah, him, him and Jessica, Jessica Noel, Noel, they have a podcast called The Investigator. Which is another heavy hitter. Jessica yeah. Noel is a heavy hitter. She's won three Emmy Awards yeah. for her wild. work. And she gives a shout So we out have an Facebook. Emmy Award winner on our comments. That's a she. She probably is. Maybe is she a follower. That's how you know uh, you made it, boys. Yeah. Hey, Jessica, That's how you, know you made it. Hey, Jessica, here. if you don't this follow, it. Roll then, out the carpet. Then, then, then follow. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Jessica's not listened to a minute of this. She asked Todd, "Who are these guys? Who's this podcast?" And then Todd's like, "Oh, who are these dr- clowns? Looks I like they're pushing three quarters of a ton between the three of them." So how we met him was we went. He did a comedy show over at Jasper at the Astra. And then afterwards, we I got to know him. Casey already knew him from the McAfee days. And I was like, hey, we're going down the street to a little bar called Snaps. We're going to go down there, get some apps, and just get annihilated. If you want to come, you're more than welcome. And he's like, uh, I like apps, and I like to get drunk. Well, follow us down. And we all go down there and just commence to just get so we got to know him and turbo then- drunk. And then I got to know him because I had Great Danes. He's he was at the time was a big great day. He was still a huge dog guy, and then the conversation started. We started this podcast. Casey was like, "Man, we should ask Todd." I was like, "You think he'll reach? You think he'll hit us back?" And I'm like, "Yeah, piss on it. I'll give. I'll shoot him a message." And I did, and he literally knows Spotify. Well, Anchor at the time. Yeah, he wrote us back within no time. Gave us the time of day. Hooked us up with a. Uh, a lot of advice, you know, as first time podcast. And some more, because I asked him, I was like, he's like, give me a call anytime. Super cool, dude. And then he invited us. We we invited him to a super sketchy hotel suite where we did like a three hour episode with him. It was awesome time. I missed that one. And I then, missed that and one. And then he invited. That's probably the last in depth of it. Todd McComas. Yeah. And then he invited us back to his house. I felt like we kind of forced our way into that. No way, He dude. did not no want way, to man. go do stand-up at he that was, sex club. Oh, that club, club. Yeah. yeah. He was supposed to do a stand-up show at a sex club that was members only. That you can't make jokes about sex no. clubs like or sex club members. Like you said, there would people be like receiving... Uh, Oralities. Oralities in the in the in I the, just made that word up. Uh, yeah, like Oralities fall, is good though. Fellatio like or something in the in the right. in the crowd while he's supposed to give his talk about concentration. Right? Right. Lock you gotta in, be locked in lock focus. In or you're out. Yeah. So he it was an awesome party. But we had a great time. We bought dinner. It was pizza. We ate pizza out there. We barfed pizza. Dave puked, Dave in, his puked in his yard. And then the next day drunk. Like I had like four beers. And then that the reason we were up there is that our runner 
Chase Bland. Chase Bland. We he, sponsor athletes. He ran in the Carmel Marathon. Right. I did see his. And then our former producer, he yeah. ran in a uh, 5K the same day. Yeah. Or, yeah, 5K. 10K. 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 Yeah, 10K. No yeah. training. Did no, the 10K. no training. He yeah, drank no beer. Training. He drank beer, beer all night. Ate, ate pizza, pizza. Did the whole thing woke with up, us. Did woke up the next freaking day. Freaking animal. Ran what 10K. Is, what is 10K? That's that's 6.2? 6.8. Yeah, six point two, whatever ten five K is three point one. Oh, I thought it was three point two three. Yeah. Oh, Rain Man, great math on that one. That. <laughs> Jesus. So then, yeah. So I'd be. Uh, I I just think those would be the spot. I'd, starting pitcher once every five days. Yeah. Arm feels like a noodle What's probably the next skeleton, day. The skeleton, the the Bob Sledders that the skeleton. That's just a oh, single that's a, guy. yeah individual. Those no guys way. are crazy. I'm yeah. Out. No, no way. I want to be like the anchor man on the Bob on the Bob Sledder team. Yeah, what's the dude? The dude that drives is up front, right? Yeah, he's captain. And then typically. you got, and then you got like the weight. <laughs> Shut the hell sits up. in the back, dipshit. And then you got the, like the weight, a guy for weight in the middle, and then you got like a brake man. And and then, then there's a guy with the egg. Sanka, coach, you dead man. Sanka, you dead. The nope. brake man's the one that's in the back. There's only two yeah. guys. It's the brake man, and then the other one. The other two are just pushers. They get in, put their head down, hope they don't uh, Die. end up. Yeah, yeah. So, he's a big fan of it. Said team. Great topic. I love John. You're in. You made the cut. Appreciate it. Nice work. All right. So, with me, my first topic of the second hour, I was doing some thinking. That's a change. And so, you have a career in golf. (laughs) I sell golf. I don't play it. Eat shit. shit. Lawyer, man. I have a career in as a laborer. Smoke Daddy's an engineer. Casey's a asshole. Asshole. Uh, <laughs> a liar. A liar. A white collar liar, aka a, a lawyer. Do you have a side hustle? Does anybody have a, a side hustle? Does yeah, everybody- this asshole. Yeah, I'm a well, podcaster. Yeah, I know. I yeah, do. me too. I have a yeah, podcaster too. But I mean, I'm like on top of that. Like if you were, yeah, volunteering my time to coach baseball. There you go. That's, yeah, a, that's a great that's a side great hustle. One. Right. Really. Hey, it doesn't pay in dollars and cents, but it pays smiles and hugs. Bingo. Smiles and hugs. Big hugger. Yeah. Uh, there's some rules on that. We no contact kind of deal. <laughs> that's wild, isn't it? No ass slaps. Hey, good game, champ. You know, oh, there's yeah. no way. Oh, no you're attaboys. Go, you're going to jail. No attaboys. Next that? thing you know, Chris Jansen. Chris Jansen's gonna be walking down the hill at Southside Park. Glad you're here. Have a seat. I've been here the whole time. Hey, what are you doing here? Well, uh, I'm just coach here to it? hang out, coach baseball. Do you? Oh, really? Do you well, remember your first text messages? Do you remember your first ass slap in sports? Like when a coach did it to you? I don't remember my first. Do you remember sitting at the bench on the bench? I spent a, a lot of time there. As a yeah, me too. As a little league baseball player. Oh, not a little. And league, before I, the ball game started, the coach would literally line you up, take that ball bat, cup check. Yeah. Handle of the bat. But you know how many kids now don't wear cups? They're stupid. It's unreal. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, stay down on that ground ball. Coach, you don't want to get hit in the balls. Well, you got a cup on? No. And I was like, well, then that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. Yep. Anyway, I side thought you hustle. were going somewhere else there no. with the bats and the uh, checks and waiting in line. Anyway. Uh, uh, side so hustle. So Dustin says he had one. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I caddy. Absolutely. How that came to fruition was, you know, I caddy. Ooh, big word. Fruition. I yep. love it. 2018, I caddied a little bit on on uh, it was Web.com then. Now it's Corn Ferry Tour. It changed names, but I, I caddied a little bit on that tour, and then um, 
I reached out to one of the golf courses that I had a tournament at and I asked for their national membership registry and was denied. And I was just like, okay. At the time I was going through a divorce, so I needed some side money and I signed up to be a caddy. So then I had six hours on the golf course with their with their members, you know, so they couldn't and I was selling my job. I was selling the golf tournament while I was caddying. So yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna deny me the opportunity to just reach out and send a cold email to your, you know, your people. Perfect. I'll caddy on your golf course and tell everybody and there. Tell everybody. They got six hours with me. Yeah. Like it or love it. You know what I mean? Like, hell yeah. You're gonna tell me no or yes at the end of it. Exactly. So I made a lot of sales off that. Awesome. A lot That's of sales great. for the golf tournament doing it that way. But then I really, I just enjoy caddying. So now I'm actually caddying up here at the Pete Dye course in my free time in the off season. I still caddy at other places and meet a lot of crazy people. Wow. We had, yeah. uh, uh, so guy we know, he would be great. Tyler would be great here too. <laughs> Tyler would have a blast. I have to talk to him about it. But he was just talking about some of these guys you get that are just, it's unbelievable. Like how you come across all kinds and then, we played up there this summer, and we had a guy by the name of Bobby who actually caddied for a um, lady that won the uh, LPGA championship up at the die last year, finished second this year, had the meltdown in the second half. Um, oh, shoot. I can't think of her name right now, but he's done some professional caddying as well. And it's I'd love it. Like, honestly, not real good at reading putts, but we'd have a hell of a good time. Look, when you're caddying for amateur golfers, as long as you're confident with what you're saying, you oh, can yeah. always tell them, ah, you pulled it a little bit, you know. Oh, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, but hey, right line, you just tugged it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. A little too much hands. Just on. Yeah. a bit outside. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't know. <laughs> well, They're amateur golfers. You know what's what's funny, though, is a lot of people, when they hear the term for caddy, because that's what they call it up at the resort, Yeah, they think you're supposed to be up there spotting balls. Like, it's weird. It's a weird... And that, that term varies from course to course. So, at one course I caddy at, when you're forecatting, when you put the flag in the cup, you sprint to the next fairway. They're hitting balls at you, you know? And then uh, up at the dot course, you're just riding on the back of a golf cart, yeah, which is them. cake. Love that. Not Nobody runs at the dot course, which is phenomenal. So, like, some properties I caddy at, I'll run 9 to 11 miles, right? Yeah, and then I'm the, out. And then in other courses, I ride for 18 holes on the back of a car, which is you know. So like in in professional caddying, I mean they're they're literally like the uh, basically you would be like a like a golfer's consultant, like, you know? Yeah, I mean? like, absolutely. You're like, a therapist. You're a you, nutritionist. You, you watch them. You watch them pull their card, like they pull the book. Yeah, yardage uh, book. Their yardage book, you know. So then they're like, hey. Uh, looks like you're about, you know, 125. Oh, out. it's not like you can't tell them about. No, you can't say you're about one. You, know, you got to be got, dead on. You got to be spot on. So in that yardage book, it's going to tell you everything on the golf course is to the center of the green. So if you're standing on the 100-yard marker on a golf course, that's to the center of the green. Professionals don't want to know that. They want to know what it is to the front of the green. And then they could go to a pin sheet and walk it off and figure out how exactly far. Because remember, they can't use range finders. No. So in that yardage book. And that's the caddy's job. Right. So you have to do this like this, right? So you look on your yardage book. You walk from the 100. Say you're closest to the 100-yard marker. You walk from there to the ball. Okay, well, I'm 80 yards to the center. In the yardage book, it'll say 100 with a line underneath it than what it actually is to the front. That's what the yardage book's telling them. 
what it is to the front of the green. That's why. So then you're figuring up what it is, what you are to the front of the green. Then you're going to the pin. So sheet. here's my question, though, as a professional golfer or as a scratch golfer, probably as yourself or, you know, not you. But what I was saying is, what is your handicap? <laughs> what is it? I don't want to say on this. Why? I don't play municipal golf courses anymore. Oh, there you go. Hey, you know, hey, get him up, boys. Hey, get there the it pinky is. Out there. Get that pinky out. Hey, smoke, get the bubbly out, not yeah. the cheap shit. <laughs> <laughs> but so, no, so but 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 in all reality, I mean, if the if you're caddy, say say I'm caddying for you at the Pete Dye course, and right. I tell you that you are 147 yards out, he's probably you, gonna say prove it, right? And whatever you know, and then but like each club. As a swing, like you have a swing for each club, you know what I mean? Oh no, I have a swing, I have a grip, yeah, yeah. I have a shot shape, I have to factor in wind, I have to factor in the lie, humidity. There's, I mean, there's 40 different variables that you and have I to factor in. And I think that's wild to keep each one of those factors different, but, differentiated but, in between. What but think the club about these guys. The like, think about, and I'm time of the day. Is there moisture on the ball? Is there going to be moisture on the club? Moisture is going to create more spin. The ball's going to go less. You know, that's wild, isn't it? Well, if, if you think about it, but then they're playing thousands of golf courses, thousands of holes a day. Well, thousands maybe, of holes a not day. a day. But go no. ahead. What were you well, thinking about? Well, that's the point I was going to say is these caddies, they're with their players all the time. They know, like, caddies that stick around and have a staying power, they're very good at what they do, but they also have proven that they're, you know, caddies are probably like psychologists. They help you to a certain yeah. extent on what you need, but they also know the golf side of it because most golfers reality, like pro golfers, they don't need to tell you that they can probably, they have a good feel for yardages where they're at anyways. Right. Right. To right. a certain extent. To an extent. But, and it really depends on the, the caddy and the golfer because some golfers just want the caddy to figure it up and tell them, hey, we're going to hit a three-quarter six iron or three, you know, whatever. We're going to hit a three-quarter pitching wedge here. You know what I mean? And then the player's like, that's all I need to know, and they execute. I, I think that's what I was fishing yeah. for. Like, yeah. You're going to go on the up here. You're going to hit a real strong nine iron. Or you know yeah. what? You should probably get your five wood out. And just crank it. Hey, you know what what would be a good idea? Tomorrow, Hmm. when we play, I don't want you to swing. We'll give Teddy two shots. He'll take yours, but I want you to caddy for it. We'll just test this. That's bullshit. That's terrible. Let's test this out. No way. Well, I thought you wanted to be a caddy. He's the worst one out of us all. Horse shit. (laughs) I smell a wager. (laughs) Oh. My side hustle. I smell a wager. My side hustle is, is farming. Yeah. What do you and farm? Like Letterkenny farm? Like produce? No. Is that not there? So you're hucking the ball around with your boys the other day. <laughs> no. Allegedly. 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 To be not fair. so bad, hadn't you? To be fair. To be fair. S and P's away from me. My That's thing I is, I help a really good buddy of mine on his like hell of a guy. Crops. Yeah. Farming. What, Harvest time. What are we cropping? Corn, corn, soybeans, soybeans. Corn, yeah. soybeans. Yeah, I'm a grain cart driver. Yeah, okay. Big grain cart driver. CDL comes into play there. No way. That's no? a tractor with a big trailer on the back oh, with a okay. spout. No truck yeah, in the agricultural, oh. you don't need anything. No. Farming is anyway. your good shape on all Which that. is amazing, by the way. Yeah, yeah anyways. 12 but anyway, years like old, I just, just I just think that it's, it's cool. Like, so you have your normal job. Right. Right? Like, you have your normal job. And obviously, white-collar guys are... No stab at white color guys, but people that make enough money. To be fair. To, to be, be fair. fair. 
people that make enough money that don't need a side hustle, and I don't need a side hustle, but it's something that I do out of enjoyment that I enjoy thoroughly. I think all side hustles should be enjoyed. Yeah, you shouldn't like yeah. I thoroughly enjoy doing that. Absolutely, and I make a little cash at the same time. I was i.e. caddying. Yeah, love you know it. what I mean. Yeah. I appreciated the photo of you back in this. I think it was back in the saddle. Yeah, boys. I'm back at like it. Like I got, I got a kick out of that. Yeah, I ignored it. That's fine. Of yeah, course you, you would. Did. Prick bastard. I am. But I mean, like, have you ever thought about that? Like, have you ever thought about like, hey, driving a grain cart? No. No, but like umpiring. A like when your kids are out of school, like, do you want to stay involved in baseball? I know that's you're passionate about that. I've threatened many a times told janelle that i'm threatened gonna, yeah threatened is a strong word because she knows where that could go but uh i've thought about getting out of the coaching gig yeah because i could probably make three to five grand umpiring instantly be, it will blow your mind so i have so my best buddy of mine one of my best buddies i work with is a soccer referee on the high school level middle school level and even at the rec league level and that is like anymore because of the lack of participation for people that want to do those oh, it's things. Oh, unreal! Like you can make some pretty good walking money oh, doing, doing that shit on yeah. a local level. But, I, but the the problem with it is like I don't mind the umpiring. I wouldn't mind it, but you gotta have broad. You have to have broad shoulders in this day and age. Well, I just I love the coaching aspect of it. Like if this this is truly, exactly. I jokingly tell Janelle like this is my side hustle. Because I enjoy the hell out of it, I love it, and and we're doing we're doing good. My we're doing wife, all right. my wife says the same thing. It's yeah. the cheapest hobby I've ever had. Yeah, and it actually kind of gives some kickbacks along the like, way. Like honest right. to God, if I could get into it, because it was funny. I I texted Tyler. I was like, "Hey, uh, range sesh," and he's like, ah, "I picked up I picked up a I, pick, I picked up one up at uh, Don, uh, Pete Dye two o'clock tea time." Yeah, and I he's like, "I'll get with you afterwards," which I knew wasn't going to be possible, but. I think because like with those guys, like I've got the personality to do it. I got enough of the golf knowledge to be dangerous. I can be entertaining. All those guys are shooting slope with their their range finders. Range yeah, finders technology anyways. today is telling them exactly. Yeah, the exactly where it's at. So I I would love to do that, but I also know that I'm busy doing a lot of other stuff and to like right. have a true side hustle. But I was thinking about to your side hustle when I saw this was if we had. Like the Uber and the the Uber Eats deliveries and all that stuff in college, I would have done that all the time. Maybe not the driving part, but like delivering food for people. I've always thought it'd be great as long as you knew the neighborhood you were going into. DoorDash. Because let's be honest, there's a few neighborhoods. Oh, no, I'm out. In Evansville that you wouldn't want to like, eh, I know where that is. I don't think I need to go drop food off there. Like, it just is what it is. But... I don't know. I this is my side hustle. This is there was a local teacher that teaches here in our school district that was going to do a little. Uh, I think he was Ubering or uh, what the hell's the other one? Lyft, yeah, or some sort of ride service that yeah. he was going to do because he lives down around Holiday World, and there was you know you know if you had a like a van and people were going to Holiday World and you wanted to take them to yeah. Owensboro to a hotel or Jasper to a hotel or wherever the hell to a hotel. Rockport, wherever they are, I mean, you could probably make some pretty good cash doing that. I I always thought too, like I enjoy mowing. I could ha I could completely have a, a mowing side gig, and it'd be great. I'd enjoy it. But when are you mowing grass during baseball season and golf season? And yeah. I'm just not going to sacrifice that time. 
I What's your smoke so. dragon? You got one? This. I've been talking about wanting to do a podcast for a long, long, long time. Since I met you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. it's been it's like I had when when I finally got found my people to say, Hey, yeah, let's do this. I was like, Well, by the lucky way, lucky for us, we got everything. That, that moment when it happened. It just wild fireworks. Yeah. Like we all kind of grabbed hands and it was like, <laughs> like, holy shit. And then like the next it's like week, Captain Planet. Remember when everybody Earth, like, wind, water <laughs> and fire. When we when we did that first episode, which will live in the bowels of the Internet forever. We probably have to start sharing that with all our guests. We should no. probably find that footage somewhere i know exactly privately right. upload it and then start cutting shorts out of that that's yeah, there's tons should, of shorts that's what we should do with that no but this is oh uh, my case you'll fire up the old cap cut machine on that baby i've uh i've always wanted to do this uh it for and it's weird for as much of an introvert as i am oh yeah total hermit uh like I always want to do something with music. Or Are you really chewing on ice into the microphone? Yeah. I hope it's, you like it. It's fun. You uncultured swine. But I've always wanted to I haven't do heard something that one that, uh, like I guess entertaining to folks, even though I'm an introvert and don't dance really monkey. Care to be around. Well, I'm not a dancer. It's either singing or talking. Can and, you sing? Uh, can I? Shit, sing? Yeah, 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 dude. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Give him a little taste. No, Dave, give him a little taste. Time or, ta time or place. It we'll is. Close. We'll play him the uh, bombers game. That was a, uh, karaoke. That was, that was a good one, but it was for not, another time. Not your best. For another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll plug did in you the know, mics later. Did you we'll, know he auditioned for The Voice? No. I didn't make it, obviously. Obviously. He did. He, did. he sang Seven Spanish Angels in a room full of Hispanics. <laughs> I think I thought I was hitting on him. Uh, uh, what's your... Hey, senor, well, what's your uh, song? Pasa. <laughs> uh, seven Spanish Angels? But... <laughs> Which version? Uh, it's gonna be the Willie Nelson version with uh, half, Ray Charles. My half Hispanic and half blind. My name's Oaks. David Allen Smoker. Uh, hey, this is David Allen Smoker, and I'm here to sing some culture music. All right, Big Dog, what you got? Well, I'm gonna have to check my phone. Uh, so I was in Indy this week, and first off, I just I hate I. I don't know. I don't want to say like I'm anti-city, but I'm just not a we fan had that of cities. We had that conversation when we were in the car together yeah. up there last And it's just, it's, I, it's it just, sucks. It's, it's, it's a rat race. It's too fast. -paced. No, not even anymore. But like the, the thing that I was, as I was walking back from the seminar to my hotel, I'm looking at all of these. I'll edit that out. Buildings. Me making it real fucking obvious. Here. Good grief. All of these. <laughs> Uh, all of these buildings that are just empty. Yeah. And all of these office buildings, office towers that maybe have some tenants on the bottom are just empty. And so I started to think about it like all this empty space, somebody has to pay to insure this building. Somebody has to pay to keep it heated, keep it cool to a certain extent, keep it secure to, to a seat. As with should. Because I bet nobody is. <laughs> but the thing of it is, like, one of the things of COVID... Property owners. One of the things of COVID that Tycoons. occurred was people started to work from home. And it's cool. I, yeah, I, sure. I work from home on occasion. You work from home. Yeah. Uh, we get it. Old blue collar there. I never do. 
I got so many jokes, but I'm going to let it go. Mm-hmm. For team chemistry. Okay. I'm going to be a team guy here, Dustin. Okay. But okay. I just start to think okay. about how, how, how does this all work in the end when you have these empty office buildings because people are working from home or whatever it might be. People aren't renting space because something happens. Something happens, whatever it may be, that sets off a riot or one of those things where you lose – I mean, they had one in downtown Indy where they busted out windows and they did all that other stuff. Like, people aren't going to go back to do business there. And what happens when all of that goes away? Well, that's where there's a lot of big come in. Oh, oh sweet Jeebus. That thing's empty. We need to fill <laughs> it back up. You're done. You're <laughs> done. What was it? What was... <laughs> that's all right. That's I know what you're talking you're about. You're done. You're done. I think that's where uh, entrepreneurial uh, mindset comes in, and there's there's something to do with it. Now I can't say what it is, but there's an opportunity to be had because I think you're I think way off on that. No, I, I see where he's going with this, and and I hope that in hopes of what Smoke is trying to say that someday we have another like big you, boom, big boom, or there's something that just doesn't sounds logical right now. There's a whole other reason that that would be valid. Yeah, but how long do you hold on to that paper not making money before foreclosures start happening? How do you know it's not paid for already and it's not costing you anything anyway? You're talking about expensive real estate. But it's how old been is that there building? for 120 years. Yeah, how old is that building? Yeah, but it you but it changed let's say it changed hands after 2008 when then the last economic bubble burst hmm. and somebody got it for dirt cheap and it only takes 7 years to recover from bankruptcy. Who told you that? What do you mean? Mr. Clean. Yeah. It only takes you seven years to recover from bankruptcy. No, you can file bankruptcy again in seven years. That's what I, I mean. I bet there's, yeah, you're not recovered from it. Oh, sure. If you can yeah. file again, then you're covered. <laughs> yeah, if you file again, you made it. And that, then tanked again, Bubba. You know, I've heard a lot of questionable logic here recently. Yeah. Especially on formulating, figuring out some things. Uh-huh. To say that you've recovered from bankruptcy in seven years... There's people that file bank. I mean, no, that's terrible. Well, I'm just saying. Oh, if I was to file bankruptcy, I bet I'd recover within three years. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to file because you wouldn't pass the means test. The means test. He makes too much money, him and his wife. You're pretty mean. Oh, oh. That's, that's all paperwork. Oh, my You're God. right. I couldn't. So the FBI is calling. Oh, boy. Well, what do you know about David Allen Smoker and Fry? Yeah, there's that list. But have you ever wondered about that? You travel. Yeah. You've been to some no, cities. I I, like, I they're empty. How many, how, many, how many documentaries are there on, like, the forgotten boroughs, or not borough, whatever the hell you call them in Detroit? Like, Detroit. Well, that whole city went bankrupt. That's what I'm saying. A lot more than that's seven what I'm saying, years dude. Like, those... <laughs> Those, thing is, if you get not going to recover in seventy years, <laughs> yeah, no, that place is gone. And I should probably be more upfront here because old Dustin Harris is trying to give me more credit than due. Um, I wasn't trying to be like, oh man, maybe there's a positive spin on this. My thought is, there's surely a way that you could buy it for pennies because of bankruptcy. Say you're going to use it for some good charitable type of thing. But then how do you ever prove that it actually happened? And then turn out how to make it a profitable thing in the end. I I just I don't wow. I don't see it. I don't I don't see it. I just think it's kinda like malls. If we could call our friends up at uh, Simon. <laughs> that is a crazy thing. And that, that we, we witnessed is whatever gins we are. Yeah. My kids don't 
I mean, they've been to a mall, I guess, in Evansville, but they don't know what the mall means. There was a like that was a thing. Or to the do. movie Mall Rats. Ooh, Mall Rats. Mall Good Rats movie. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, great movie. Um, I just like, look at uh, in Evansville because it's local and we know it. But East like Washington, Washington Square Mall, gone and just absolutely just vanishes. You remember the East food mall? court? Uh, and I'm not talking about your uh, Washington or First or time just I ever general. ate bourbon oh, yeah. chicken. The first time I ever ate bourbon chicken. Yeah, because that lady handed general, it out. A food yeah. court East happens mall. at all. Hey, mall. you, sir, quit walking by. You walk by too many times. No, the people that serve bourbon chicken were not. They don't talk like that. Oh, how do they talk? Oh. Hey, do you want some bourbon chicken? No. Sure. I'd love to try it. Wow. Jeez. Stereotype much, Grandma? Uh, My thing is... All the wheels fall off the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Red. Hey, speaking of bourbon. I, oh, you got plenty. They So they... Uh, the mall... Like, I can remember being dropped off at the mall. Like, Did hey, your guys' mall have a Sbarro's? Yeah, dude. Sbarro's or Sparrows? I don't know. I always said Sbarro's. S-B. I, well, so I would say it is Sbarro's. Hey, you for sure your parents weren't dropping you off to get rid of you? <laughs> We were in Nashville one time, and uh, as a, a child, a friend of the show. I think he's a friend of the a show. friend of a show or yeah. a friend of the show. Friend of the show, Colin Harkey. Oh, we're gonna name drop. Yeah, Colin Harkey. Okay, he was lost in the depths of Nashville. We've all been there, Nashville, Tennessee. You I, big Nashville guy? I love uh, Nashville. Love Nashville. Uh, we before should go dark. as uh, we should go as a group. Before dark. No, I love Nashville after dark. Oh, Nashville, Nashville after before dark, dark sucks. Is good too. Yeah, I don't like Nashville after dark. It's too crowded. Are you serious? Positive. Man, I post up there in a- Alan Jackson AJ's Good Time Bar on the third floor at karaoke, and like you put in your name a couple times, and then after that, people are like, "Hey, you want to sing a song for me?" We couldn't find Colin. Well, Colin and then we would start calling enough. him, and Nobby. You get no service down there. No, Nobby got a hold of him, and he would always say he was at, like, I'm at Sparrows. Sparrows. And we're like, what? Sparrows. And he said, yeah, you go down here, and then you turn. And then, like, we were walking to try to find him, and we turned around the corner, and we were like, oh, he's at Sparrows. Pizza. Yeah, I guess it was kind of like one yeah, of those it's things. Yeah, a hey, great story. Had to be there, but like, it, can we edit that out? Classic, t- classic mix-up. Classic. Yeah. You know, yeah. you said Sabaros, and he said Sabaros, or. But yeah. look at okay, so to to the topic, and then comparing it to Nashville, how many buildings now have been renovated in Nashville sure. because of the boom? How right. many? How many of those vacant buildings now, now hold are on. bars By the and boom, grills? He's talking about more people going, not the explosion there two and a half oh, years. Yeah, that's ago. true. Tough spot. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Tease and peace. Was it going there? <laughs> uh, Tease and peace. I was just clearing it up so everybody knew. Not what you say, it's how you say it. That's right. Uh, I just, I mean, but do you see Dustin Indy Harris, having you're that? You're a good fit to this show. You're you're in, but <laughs> do you Hope see Indy back. having that revitalization at no, like Nashville? No, no sure. chance. No, absolutely. Huh? You see it. Uh, Indianapolis. Here's the thing. Let's place a wager on this because I would love to hammer hear the your under. timeline. Let's look hammer at where, the under. Hammer the over. You think? Yeah, because it's never going to happen. Okay. Let's look at where Indiana is as a manufacturing state, and we have always been very good industrially. We got a whole lot going on. We always keep more going on. There's always innovation happening here. Uh, we are the 
cross what the hell were we crossroads of, of america. america there you go and that's a Pinch natural poke, thing a coke what are you laughing at you guys were spot on with that so Our we have that sink, now sink we up. have these <laughs> now we have more interstate projects coming through indiana Oh, by the way, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. no, Keep going. Go ahead. So we got more interstates coming through, and now we are growing past industrial that I think Indiana is kind of cutting edge on cutting into more industries. I mean, we're talking about hospitality industries. Like, Let's just talk about exactly what's going on with the Corn Ferry Tour coming in. This has been in Evansville. Now we're at French Lick. We're not just a – we're not just a – corn and cogs cunt, like state anymore we, we got a lot going on yeah and uh indianapolis for the foreseeable future is going to be the the hub of indiana i think a few things have to happen here i think a few things that obviously the cost of these buildings has to come way down sure. right look Ta- at dubois county tax breaks have to be incentivized right there has to be a reason to bring the business here mm-hmm. yeah. i think when you start figuring out how to do that then you can start revitalizing these downtown areas. And that's, that's kind of what Evansville's tried to do over oh, the last five Haines, to six like years. Oh, like Haney's Corner? Yeah, yeah. That whole arts district yeah. down there? My dad said that used to be a shit Oh, home. yeah. And like, now when we told him we went to eat at Walton's one time, and he's like, where's that? And I said, have you ever heard of Haney's Corner? And my dad was like, you're going where? And I'm like, uh, I think it's called Haney's Corner. In Evansville? Yeah. Why? He goes, you... You got a gun in your truck? I'm like, I mean, yes. Not anymore. But I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's just times change and different things change. And those, I guess you'd say those groups, like, they they can bring those things back to life. And I think it's cool. Local government has done a great job in Evansville to revitalize the downtown and Haney's Corner being one of them. Um, You know, we ate on, when was that? Wednesday night, we ate at a restaurant that's pretty new to downtown. It's called Second Language. Phenomenal. What's the first language? I don't know, but it's okay. A, wasn't on the menu. Oh, we had steak chimichurri and ahi tuna and cocktails, and it nice. was. And then we went and saw Burt Kreischer at the Ford. Uh, yeah, and it was a was blast. You. Yeah, that's right. Burt's a, Bert's a big fan of this show. <laughs> oh, I wish he was. That would be cool. I want to be uh, the laugh guy. A bitch. I want to be the laugh guy. Uh, so you mentioned road projects. Uh, on this show, Dustin, I know it's going to come as a surprise to you. But on this show, we try to be factually correct. And I heard back from one of my civil engineering pals, oh. friend of the program, Josh Culver. Somebody got slapped on the PP for their statements. The well, day. no, 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 no. He was okay. <laughs> let, me, let me read you this exchange. <laughs> Just listen to last week's episode. The take about asphalt paving mixed designs was incorrect. Consider this my former protest. Obviously, if you wish for me to provide civil engineering opinions on an as-needed basis, I'm sure we'd come to a reasonable agreement. Well, of course, I instantly say, mine or Big Mace, I was simply critical of the finished product. Your criticism was fair. Battle we fight every day. HMA products being worse due to scientists was a bad take. Believe that was Big Mace. Mm -hmm. HMA is more efficiently designed now. You can have too much of the old dinosaur juice, and that's just as bad as having too little. Bigger issue is heavier vehicles and higher traffic volumes. So that's what, uh, you know, you can make thicker roads, and a higher grade of oil can help to a certain extent, but it's all very cost prohibitive. Also, rebuilding, maintaining existing roads isn't as sexy. That was in quotes. 
uh, to elected officials as building something brand new. That's right. Also, why the U.S. has a D, there's a lot of jokes there, grade for roads, according to the American Society of Civil Engineers. We gave it the D. We don't spend enough on maintenance, and we don't have the contractors or consultants to do the amount of work needed to keep up if we were spending the right amount. So... Just wanted to. They always want to build. So you know what? We never heard back from an engineer or a. uh, What would you call that? Not a professional, but a. uh, Let's just say professional. You know what? Nobody ever argued about. You're passing in the turn lane. (laughs) You want to know why? Why? Because I was right. (laughs) I don't. I don't believe it out there. I don't believe him. All right, that's all I had. Smoke. We got. Okay. Strap in. So, uh, buckle up. Big friend of the show, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon's another big fan. Yeah, Papa Elon. There, his one of his other ventures, Neuralink, is going into human trials. Now, Neuralink is. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know ex- exactly know all the technology, but basically, they are reaching out to paraplegics that don't have control of all their extremities. And this thing, I, I'm assuming, is similar to a cochlear implant. Subdermal. It's a subdermal implant, a little bit on the outside, to where you can have control of your, basically, your brain is, when I say peripheral, I mean like a mouse is a peripheral of your computer. So now you use your, your gourd to steer your computer and do your business there. I don't think gourd's the medically correct term. <laughs> no, it's, it's a smoker term. Watermelon. So Watermelon. I, I have signed up to be a clinical trial patient, even though I don't meet all the criteria because I'm not a paraplegic. Because you actually have use of your extremities. But I thought maybe they'd True. Wanna... Seems like that's a big box to check, right? <laughs> like... I thought maybe they'd want to control, <laughs> like a control sample. Like, okay, this dude's fingers work. But let's go ahead and give him a mouse in his brain. And see what happens. Yeah, for sure. But Did you seriously sign up for that? Absolutely. Where do you find that? Wow. On I'm the not. Neuralink website. Uh, but so, I, like, so I've always Duh. been... www.neuralink.com. So a guy at work uh, that I work with, a uh, friend of the show, Rob Knoll, he's known me for many years, and I'm like a super like armadillo hat and tinfoil strap, you know, like... Uh, anti big brother, and I was always worried about getting chipped with a flu shot. Um, but now that RFID and NFS has happened, uh, NFC rather, like I've been looking into getting my own like implant kit so I can start my truck and unlock the doors. And when I walk in a room, the lights turn on to what I want. So, I hey, guess- do you remember when we used to like really be concerned about talking about Helen Keller or? Bigfoot or these other things. Dave just finds a way to break through that glass ceiling every, every time. time. That's what's going to bring It's like people. a polar bear. <laughs> it breaks the ice. He just really knows how to break, break the ice. So I guess, so not I guess, I know what I was getting at is where do you stand on Neuralink or subdermal, uh, you know, bio hacking? Uh, what's so your thoughts on it? I know a guy that had to have a, uh, well, I know a guy that, Okay, I know a person that has had to have a uh, some sort of a. It was like a neuro stimulator. Is I, it one of those penis balloons? 
No, it was okay. not a cock. It was not I just wanted to be sure it wasn't that. It was not like an internal cock pump. No, okay. it was a something to... Because that's not what I was talking about. It was something to prevent seizures. Like a pacemaker, but for your, for your brain. brain. But it was like a something in there to... Yeah, so like he had like a... Uh, yeah, so I think... It's all electrons and neurons for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's cool shit. Well, Pretty somebody wild. that we know lives here in Holland, friend of the program. That's what was it, Camden? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's just who I was thinking of. Yeah, Camden McCube. Were you searching for the show. name? No, I just didn't know. Oh, enough. you didn't want to name him? No, I did want to name him, but I didn't know enough about what he has. Yeah, but basically, it's like a pacemaker for his brain. So, yeah, to, to, to prevent him from, from having, having seizures. seizures. Right, and then literally to document what, what he's. Just, yeah, that's yeah. literally what we. Well, just he was said. fishing yeah. for everything yeah. to get there through all those In words. Casey's defense on this one: there was a lot of fishing that I. I didn't know like where the hell he was going. Story. Yeah, he was there. He was so there. I, so when another you had friend this... of, another friend of the show, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I did it again. Sorry. Uh, so there was uh, when you had this topic, there was an article that came up because it was talking about Neuralink getting funding to kind of start pushing out a lot more of this yeah. stuff, and I was inv- I was very intrigued by um, what they're hoping is like uh, individuals with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. To be able to, uh, with artificial intelligence, they've really worked hard on having original, their original, because one of the things that's toughest on patients, you know, mentally is they're not able to communicate anymore. Right. And so they have to go through, and it's all mechanical, but through AI technology and and being able to record voices, their voice, Mm -hmm. and being able to make that adjustment that you could communicate in that tone of what you've had. But they say, like, the Neuralink will help. Like you can think that, you know, I this is what I want to say. And that's absolutely what it is. Use their it's, eyes. it's thinking about how now some of that technology is, but this technology, of mine, it would all be another friend of the show. His late wife used to communicate that way. He would use she would use her eyes, like they would literally be like a keyboard. Yeah, and she was basically she had stuff suffered from a a drastic brainstem stroke. Yeah. And she was locked inside of her body. Now there was, but she was pretty, she was still up here. So she could type by using her eyes. Like she could focus on the letter. It, it, and then that transformed into different words and she could form sentences like yeah. that. Pretty wild. Um, there was a, they had a guy that was, um, I don't know if he was, a. I think he was just paraplegic. He wasn't quad. But he had had an implant. He was European because Europeans are probably 10 years ahead of the United States and this kind of stuff because they don't have the USDA, not the USDA, the FDA. There you go. Uh, but that's what, but he, he uses it to walk, that this is the exact same thing. that And he wears, he's got kind of, it almost looks like a little headset that he has kind of, that he wears, but he's he's able to walk and he wasn't able to at one point. And, I think that's cool. So a friend of the show that I was talking to at work, he's like, man, I'm anti-Big Brothers here. I'm surprised you're in on this. But the fact of the matter is having a cell phone and internet and everything I have on my computer is tied to my Google account. Yep. Like anything that I don't want the man to know, they already, already know. knows. Yeah. Um, you get into Neuralink and then they're like, oh, well, the, we don't do this often. So I apologize. Anybody that gets like, whoa. But all the sign of the beast and and all this. Yeah. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's a uh, sign of the times, perhaps. Yeah. 
I certainly don't think it's going to turn into like iRobot or something, right? Like, <laughs> I but don't it know, could, man. But it, but I'm, it could. I'm yeah. all for it. If there is a an individual that suffers from a stroke and loses the ability in one of their extremities, if it oh, can yeah. prove their Hands quality down. of life, I'm all for it. All for it. You know. And I'm all, but but I guess where I'm going is even a step farther. So 110% agree with everything you just said. But also, me being like George Jones had that song back in the day, High Tech Redneck. Yeah. Like, that's always been my jam. I'm and not if, surprised by that. And if I Any could surprised sit by here that? And it did have a Ford Ranger. As we're talking oh. about all this, if I could just think about what I wanted to Google and like it just and come in there. Oh my could you God. do Could you do that sound effect so Big Fella could put that on the soundboard? But where's it at? I don't know if it's there or not. No, it's not. It's not we, we don't have time for all. Oh, that's it. That's it's all money. That's it. Cash money. But anyway, so that that's what my topic okay. was. Okay. I'm a. There we go. I'm a hundred and ten percent in on any way that we can get technology to give me a round of applause. You're right, man. I I you just want Neuralink so that you can open your eyes and think about starting your truck and it start up. Wouldn't you though? Like, so you're pulling up your driveway and you're like, man, I've got to start dinner. These kids got to get to basketball. What's the weather? Shit, I forgot to turn the pool pump on. What's the weather? What the hell's the weather got to do with anything? What does it have to do with Hey, kids, get your shit ready for basketball, but hold on. What's the weather? (laughs) Oh, it's 43. Better get your jacket on. I've been like looking into all these biometric sensors and subdermal sensors for temperature, blood sugar, like glucose levels. Oh, yeah. Like you could almost have it like where you pull up your phone and instead of it telling you everything that's going on in a grill, like a Green Mountain grill that you can buy. Shout out our friends Southern Indiana Hardwood. It could tell you what your body temperature was running at, what your blood sugar was at. Yeah, you have that in your Apple phone, Apple watch there. Not glucose and not body temperature. Okay, so you tie it all in though with a couple little RFID and NFC chips in there, and next thing you know, you've got like a full scale diagnostics at the tip of your fingers. I feel like you could just run. It's like it walking a hole. around with an Iron Man helmet on. Yes, <laughs> like this Jarvis, insane. but in your head, <coughs> Jarvis. David Allen Smoker, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god, that's gosh. where I'm at. That's where I'm at. That's I love it. I love every minute of it. Those are good ones this week, boys. I, is, is smoke done? Yeah, yeah. I would pick up his Neuralink. By we're, the way, Neuralink done. I think is worth about twenty billion dollars. B with a billion with a B. Yeah. Wait till they find out that I signed up for clinical trials. Wait till they see twenty-two it. billion. That's what they're going to go to. Hey, if you're worth two billion dollars, what the hell? We're what's in. going on here? We're it's going to be a mix of we're, both. Uh, we're we're going to be set. We're all for it. All right, it's time. Bring it on. For the Merkley and Sons Choice, Choice Cut Questions of the Week for, for the fellas. fellas. Sponsored by Merkley and Sons. Guess what, Dustin? What's that? They're the ultimate destination for meat enthusiasts. As a Dubois County transplant, have you been to uh, Merkley's? Oh, 100%. Okay. Just Huge want to make fan. sure. Good. Fellas, we need to stage an intervention. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Our buddies at Merkley and Sons keep giving away the farm each week with their specials. I mean, it's getting out of hand. It is getting ridiculous. Posted on their Facebook page and routinely shared by us, there's a new list of specials almost every Sunday. <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh, I like how you covered your phone, even though it had nothing to do with the noise. <laughs> no, I was looking up something. Uh, so, on the week of August 20th, it was seasoned patties, pit ham, 
boneless pork loin. The, <laughs> the week of the 27th, it was beer gotten, bratwurst, beer gotten, skinless hot dogs, round ham, and one of Big Mace's favorite, the fajita flavored chicken breast We saw the return of the beef and pork bundles on August 28th. And then we get into the week of September 11th. We saw ground beef, snack sticks, smoked wieners. I was waiting for something there. <laughs> Boneless pork loin. <laughs> Guess what we're on to this week, uh, fellas? What's that? They've got freaking bacon on sale for a steal. Making bacon. A 30-pound box for $120. How can you make any money that way? Unreal. 30 pounds. 30 pounds of bacon Double. for 120 bucks. Double cash register. I don't know. We think the boys are making a mistake by giving away their products. That's such a discount. <laughs> but who are we to stop them from sharing their delicious products with all of you? Follow them on Facebook. Check them out. And their sales ad every week. Unbelievable. They got bol- cracker bologna, four fifty each. Good pork tenderloin, smoked pork sausage, <laughs> freaking bacon. Uh, thirty, 30 pound. pounder, baby. I'm I in. think uh, if, Papa if Frank, I come home with a thirty pound box of bacon, my wife is probably going to kill. Me. Make love to you. Oh boy. Yep. I think that's, that's the that. only way I come home. With, well, half a thirty pound box. We normally split one. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think the. Uh, I think the beauty of it, Papa Frank and my younger brother uh, went and bought a box. So we've got some there at home. Good deal. But, um, Hell yeah. Uh, this week's questions, friend from friend of the program, old Chris Corky Schmidt from Jasper. Hey! hey. Sent in some questions here. Uh, if you were an adult film star, what would your screen name be? Oh, boy. I know this. It's, it's your... Your street first name pet. and your first pet. Yeah. So mine would be my first pet was Rocket, and I grew up on <laughs> Carlisle Street, so I'd be Rocket Carlisle. My 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 street name was a number. <laughs> well, but it would have been like west or east or north or south. Not in Holland. You're full of shit. What do you mean? You lived on Kentucky. Negative. What was your Fifth address street. growing up? Six well, I don't want to give my parents away. Fifth Street. Fifth Street. Yeah, so you'd be fifth, whatever. What was your first pet? Shadow. So fifth be, Shadow. Yeah, you'd be Shadow Street. Fifth. Shadow the Fifth. Mm. That sounds about right. What about you? Madison Northwood. Oh, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I, I guess mine would be... Yeah, you, number two, Street. <laughs> so it would be... Bailey the, 750. First pet, and then the <laughs> Hey, you're right on Bailey. Bailey Noodles. was our dog's name. <laughs> no and then the street grew up. Yeah. So it could be either Bailey West or Bailey South. Ooh, or disappointing. Uh, favorite candy bar? Oh, me? Well, hey, Red, this is how this works. Yeah, we go around in a around yeah, circle. circle. Here, hey, don't get him on time. That's, that's tough. You don't look like a candy bar guy. Looks nah, like a he's vegetable guy like celery. He's in he pretty good shape. <laughs> like celery. Uh, you don't Heath, deserve Heath, that flag. Heath bar, really? Yeah, Heath Heath bar cake money. I didn't see that one coming. Go ahead, big fella. 
guess was microphone foam the way he was Twix. gobbling that down. Uh, Solid choice. Left or right? Both of them. <laughs> I'm a Snickers guy. Paydays. Ooh, nice. I like yeah. paydays. He loves the nuts. Uh, favorite Little Debbie product? <laughs> favorite Little Debbie product? Um, <sighs> crazy thing is, it all tastes the same. Zebra cakes. OG, baby. Oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> Christmas trees. Oh, Christmas trees are good, but I like the... Uh, Cosmic brownies? No, the crispy ones. Fuck. Uh, uh, Star, Star Crunch. Crunch. Star, Star Crunch. Crunch. Star Crunch, big favorite of mine. God dang. Pearl Jam or Nirvana? Mm. Nirvana. Pearl Jam. This is so tough for me. It is, man. For real. But because of Lake of Fire, I'm going to go Nirvana. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, the Last Kiss is a great f***ing tune. Eddie's been along. Oh, Eddie, pal. Eddie. That's all right. We got the beat button. Yeah. Um, Beep. Eddie's been around a lot. <laughs> That's all right. Eddie's been uh, Eddie. <coughs> Could you imagine if Kurt Cobain, his life wouldn't have ended as promptly as it was? But what if whoa, whoa, Kurt whoa. made awful music after that and we remembered him for that awful music? You're right. Yeah, because did you True ever story. watch any it's, of the deck on interviews with him? He was a whiny bish. It's yes. the Chris Farley conundrum, like theory right chris farley You're definitely coming back for another episode one of these if he would have been alive and he would he could have been a douche he i mean kevin james he was making the same movie like like yeah you see what i'm saying yes we would remember chris farley for making awful movies in the, at the long run in the, right you know at the end of his career kevin james doesn't make awful movies uh debatable. have you seen Mall what do you Cop? mean <laughs> you not great. like mall cop no you didn't awful. like the zookeeper no you didn't like grown-ups no. he should have stayed with uh the king and queen, king and queen. Queens. you right, should have stayed right, there right but but yeah kurt cobain's by the, the same, way same uh, theory. his wife and king and queens uh sleeper hot girl absolutely. hot chick uh, i don't, oh, think, that's a, I don't think that's a sleeper pick at all i mean no she's just legitimately hot but she was one of those sleepers. scientologists and now she's come around to be anti-scientologist oh my god everybody in hollywood anyway casey you're uh you're, i think i'm gonna go nirvana Mm-hmm. I just, I just think it, you know that. Go to a lake of fire and fry. Uh, See him again on the Fourth of July. Where'd you sleep last night? I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Don't get. Uh, me wrong. This question is for Smoker only. Did Smoke ever meet Harry Lee Summers while living in Brazil, Indiana? <laughs> no, but I heard about him. Oh, okay. I knew people that knew his, uh, you know, Brazil. him as a young. It's kid. actually Brazil, Indiana. Oh. It's uh, up north. Some more questions from Corky. Uh, you have to move from Holland. Where in Indiana would you locate to? Do you need ice? No, no, I was. He's fan. done. Yeah. Oh. He's trying to figure out where Brazil was. Oh, this is. Can we just can we just call it Brazil? He's the one that says Brazil all the time. Why are you getting me? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Okay, it's fine. I'm well, then tell him, not me. David, asshole. I don't like it. Brazil, Brazil. Okay, Clay County. So the question: You have to move from Holland. In your case, it would be Jasper. Where in Indiana would you relocate to? Oh, easy. French Lick. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, play a lot of golf. Mm, yeah. Casino. French Lick. Selvin. If you want to play golf in Indiana, it's Kosciuszko County. Up there on Warsaw. Kosciuszko. Hmm. I don't even know. More golf. They've got more golf courses than you can shake a stick at. Okay. But I would move to... Anywhere Big Mace goes. Yep. Well, that's cute. 
I really like like I've been northeast Indiana, east central Indiana, west central Indiana, and now southwest Indiana. This is the best Indiana has to offer is right here. You'd move to Selvin? Actually it would probably be the Why wouldn't you just open a bait shop and call it better than? I would go to the southwest suburbs of Holland, Indiana. Just a skosh past the one co- mile west of his <laughs> the county line. Yeah. No, mine would probably be Indianapolis. I know. I, I grew up rural West Kentucky. I do love the big city. Like I love being able oh, to have things. Yeah, I know. I know. This Did we fine, skip dude. you on this? Yeah. Hey, you jumped right into. You jumped over well, right there. No, 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 no. <laughs> mine would probably be Indianapolis. I do love big city life. The, the amenities. It just you know. I never thought I would say that growing up, but after I'm kind of shocked by that. Yeah, I figured after, you, if you were going big city, I figured you'd go to like Lexington or one of those Lewis. other shithole bluegrass states well you said i gotta stay in indiana right no no you had to go anywhere but holland oh no Jasper. where in indiana would you, you locate where sorry. in indiana sorry. would sorry. you locate? yeah you listen better oh. you did, touche touche anywhere in the country gosh knoxville tennessee knoxville's a good place great town mm-hmm. college town yeah i love it just called a gnat mm-hmm. oh okay uh, I, you know, I think if you haven't been to Carmel recently, oh boy, run the roundabouts, baby, go check but it out. Carmel, I, I liked what they had going on when we were up there. The Geist Reservoir over in that area. Yeah, but I think I would. This may be surprising, but I, Janelle doesn't listen to the show. Neither do my in-laws or anybody involved in it. But I could move up to that little burb called Celestine because you got a bar, mm-hmm. right there, yeah. Kelly's. You got, uh, you know, another meat place yeah. close by, but, you know, not our friends at Merkless. Sanders. Maybe Michigan City. Oh, God. Why in the hell would you go to Michigan City? The prison? Or Fort Wayne. Just Fort Wayne would be like even worse. To the prison? You're it's naming like all these a, worst places? Well, that's like a whole different a whole different area. Step Brothers or Hall Pass? <sighs> Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Yeah, like, Step not Brothers even a question. Sure. Worst concert you've ever been to? You're gonna go there, aren't I you, pal? I think I might. Yeah. Worst concert I've ever been to. It might have been recently. Mm-hmm. It was Luke Bryan in Evansville. Mm-hmm. It might have for- been for me. It might have been Tyler Childers in Maryland Heights, Missouri. Yikes! Hank Jr. and uh, what, what? Okay, gosh, dang it! It was like the brother of Leonard Skinnerd <laughs> back in the early 2000s. <laughs> Steven? Larry? Is <laughs> Larry? Larry Skinnerd? Wasn't the three fifty sevens? It was. Um, that was Shooter Jennings' band, right? Yeah. No, it was Waylon Jennings' band. That's what I said. Gosh, dang it! They had like one song in the early two thousands that hit again. Anyway, Hank Jr. was with somebody and the somethings, and it was like Leonard Skinner's brother down Benny there. And the Jets. <laughs> down there at Roberts Auditorium. Roberts Stadium. 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 Whichever, and it was the biggest waste of money I'd ever experienced. <laughs> Uh, Umphreys McGee in Interlochen, Michigan. That was the worst time of my life. Best era of music, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Mm. Well, Damn it depends it. on genre. Are we talking Absolutely. rock? Are we talking rap? Are we talking country? Best, rap. Best. 1970s rap. That's what we're Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It just depends. you got to be specific Rapper, Rapper's Delight. The most iconic, yeah. in my opinion, the most iconic musical time, like for my, would have to be 
the seventies, rock and roll, like you, Leonard you Skinner. Right it impacted no, all I know. Go ahead. What do you got? I mean, I'm going to say on all facets, 1970s, other than rap, obviously, but yeah. rock and roll and For country. For sure, man. And like the 70s and, and as a whole. Yes. Music meant a lot more then than it does now, in my opinion. Yeah. Now it's about dollars and cents, and then it was about yeah. changing things and, and being, yeah. a, being a revolution. Just being influential. Have you ever been in Smoker's Lounge when uh, just wait. little Smoke Daddy kicks on Fortunate Son and just wait. rattles the windows? Yeah, it's it'll give you PTSD, and you've never been to Vietnam. <laughs> Go ahead. Would be your just you just lead him a little more. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm probably gonna have to go with the '70s because country music in the '70s. You had Hank coming up, you had Conway Twitty in there. George Jones was killing it. You go to the rock side, you had Leonard Skinner still, uh, Fog Hat. Uh, I mean, the all of them. '70s, '70s for sure. I think, I think, Thirty Eight Special was the band. That was there with Hank. Hold on loosely. But it was like such and such and 38 special was like Leonard yeah. Skinner's brother. I think this is going to be maybe an unpopular opinion, but I think the 90s. Because I think there was Alanis a, Morissette. Well, I think there's that. that I got one hand in my pocket and the, the other, other one hailing a taxi cab. Smoking a cigarette. Thanks. Blind Melon. Thanks, fellas. Blind Melon. Do you own or wear a billfold with a chain connected to it? No. Never. I mean, I own one. Yep, that's his money in quotes. My money is on that long stroker smoker has one. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a Harley wallet with a chain. Oh, Corky. Worst movie sequel. Worst movie sequel. Oh, gosh. Worst movie sequel. I'm going to skip to somebody else real quick. Worst movie sequel. Smokey and the Bandit 2. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Major League 2 was a letdown. Mm-hmm. Major League 2. I'm going to go with that. Because Major League's iconic. I quote it. On a regular basis, probably daily. It'd yeah. be like trying to make Tombstone too. Yeah, you can only kill Doc Holliday once. Technically, is the tuberculosis. Yeah, well, even God. For some reason, one. Twisters jumping out at me. Like I don't. Twister they're getting ready to make one. They no, made a making, sequel. And it's getting ready to come. Getting out. ready to. They're getting and ready. I, to, and I like, don't think it's ever. You know what I saw one. a sequel for that I didn't know existed. Never mind. I'm not going to think of it. Go ahead. Oh shit! That was great. Debbie does Dallas. No. Night nurses from Jersey. Amen. <laughs> Head nurse, volume 27. Anchorman. Oh, Anchorman. I did see yep. the sequel to it, that. It was I, awful. I didn't know there was one, but I saw yeah. it on Netflix earlier save this your, week. Save your time. I don't know. I had one, but then I forgot it. Hmm. It was right there. Caddyshack 2. Yes, oh. that's what I was thinking of. Oh, <laughs> and me being the golfer, I missed that. Yeah, yeah Caddyshack 2. Was Randy Quaid in that? Yes, Randy Quaid was. They turned yeah. the golf course into the yeah. amusement park. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Awful. Terrible. So, <laughs> just, all right, Corky, we appreciate the questions. Thank you, Long Corky. Dong. Those were the Merkley and Sons Choice Cuts questions of the week he, for the he, fellas. He, he, he refers to, to me, me uh, sponsored by Merkley and Sons. Out at work the other day. and. Yeah. Want to know when we're going to get to his questions? Mm-hmm. No, just reach out. I was sacking groceries at Walmart when he talked to me. That's right. He's like, I finally met all of you. Well, 
Dustin, don't feel bad that um, this is over. I am upset. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Just be glad that it happened. <laughs> but wait, we're not done. Oh, I thought you had another one. For <laughs> but wait. <laughs> yep, that rings the ears. Mowing season, smoke is still here. Mm-hmm. Can't seem to get rid of it. Just when we think it is dry enough where the grass won't grow, we get rain. But mowing season is almost over, and it's time to start planning our fall. Whether you are looking for a late mowing season equipment improvement, buying a side-by-side to help with your fall choring and cleanup, or want to add some equipment for your Kubota tractor, our friends over yonder there at Hof Outdoor Power, well, they have it. The last pass has been proudly sponsored by Hof Outdoor Power for quite some time, and we love sending wanderers their way. I believe we've been responsible for a few sales over there. Regardless, oh, by the way, I think we might be invited to the Christmas party. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I think we may be. Yeah. Regardless, now's the time to start planning your fall and your fall outdoor equipment needs. But unfortunately, they ain't selling flannel shirts yet at Hope Outdoor Power. But Not maybe yet. soon. Not maybe yet. soon. Dustin, the floor is yours. Any final thoughts as we close out on this episode? I will leave here reinvigorated. boy. Nice. Absolutely. I'm hoping to get another invite. You'll get another invite. You'll have it before you leave. You're in. Might be one of the highlights of my career. No, no stop it. Don't you piss on my leg and tell me (laughs) it's No, thank you guys so much. This has been absolute. Just enjoyed it. I have. We enjoyed having you, buddy. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was really good. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Smoke. Mace, uh, my final thought this Smoke, week. Smoke, I'm going to Mace next. You will be after him. Okay. Go uh, ahead. My final thought would be also, Dustin, thanks for joining us. Big Red. It's also, it's been a great uh, pleasure to uh, earn your friendship. Like it was fun playing golf, uh, the Glow Golf. I know we weren't together, but just in the same general area. Um, same course, different league. Same course, different league, obviously. <laughs> uh, I think he was on the winning team that night, too. By yeah, the way. I think so. But anyway, like, just anytime we get a new guy in the lounge, or a new person in the lounge, I think it's cool, you know, for somebody to come in that's not used to this or has never done this before, but you, uh, you got it. Like, you, you, you got a guy, you got a face for radio, bro. <laughs> But I'm just saying, but like you know, you're you're wow. able to to conversate freely, and and I, and I appreciate that, and it's it's been an awesome deal, and like your whole aspect on golf is cool, and I think that's like uh, it's just like your shtick, like David said earlier. It's yeah. it's neat to yeah. see your passion for other things, you know. For me, like I just like to go out and drink beer and hack around, you know. But like, there's this whole other super ultra competitive aspect of it and you're there and i'm not and i appreciate that and i think it's really cool and uh other than that mental health matters wonders out there 
Um, I think the uh, our friends over at Locking Arms, they had a yeah. awesome benefit. Yeah, heard it went really well. Really well for those girls and gals and guys or whoever's uh, a part of that situation. But for us, like we always say, the winter is upon. We're getting ready to get into them shorter days, a little bit longer darkness, stuff like that. If you ever have any issues or you ever need to talk or anything like that, hit us up. Our message line is always open. Feel free to DM or drop anything in there if you want to talk. We're always here. And other than that, bro, appreciate you coming. Can't wait to see what happens. Smoke. Daddy. Uh, run along the same lines. Appreciate you coming out. Uh, we've been trying a long time to make this happen and work out with everybody's schedules. Super surprised you're able to make it happen this close to the, the tournament. So thanks. I know that took a lot on your part. Uh, to the Wanderers. You may notice in episode 147, there was a cut or two <laughs> that you might have seen a glitch. <laughs> it's because I had too much vodka. And I might have rambled and I didn't make sense to myself. And I'm going to try to do better for you to not have to edit myself out of our own show. It's but okay. it's so much fun. Those things happen. Yeah, they do. Uh, but anyway, uh, 140. Eight? Is this eight? Yeah. Yep. 148. Four episodes ago. We're hitting a year. We hope to have a one-year party that everybody could come and we could just throw the address out there on the internet and not worry. Well, it didn't happen. Not many people are going to get the address. Uh, as far as our big followers. Hey, you're in, buddy. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Wait, wait, way to spoil it for everybody else that doesn't get the invite. He's not in. It's just going to be us and our wives. Yeah. And like three other no, that's our Christmas party. A couple pizzas. It's not going to be that big a deal. Not a big deal at all. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. But anyway, we're moving forward. We found our keys. We oh, can make Jesus. some noises. Uh, that is super loud. I love we it. We got to turn it down. Be sure to let us know. This is going to be episode. This is two episodes in a row where we've done this new format that we're trying. We want to know what you think. We want to know how you feel about it. Really, we don't give a damn. We're having fun with it. So piss <laughs> on it. We do want to know a little bit. This much, like 3%. Other than that, Casey, go ahead. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Holland Fest and the barbecue competition. Uh, not enough has been said. Thank you. It went over excellently well. Um, you know. Hey, uh, uh, how about that for Pete Merkel? Oh! Who swept every category, grand champion, and Mike Condra, who took the People's Choice Award. Ah, that's yeah. right. Uh, both from Linville. So Linville showed up. Well, and Selvin they, and Linville, but that's yeah. well, both, both Warwick County guys. There yeah. you go. But I, I just want to say it was great. I mean, we had a lot of people that maybe didn't come out. Like, Red, we have this problem that some people don't take this serious, that we do this serious. I know where we're going with and, this. And I think some people thought, like, we were going to half-ass that. And the work that uh, Big Mace and Smoke put in. Mostly Big uh, Mace. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, you did a lot of stuff with figuring out how to the scoring and working on a lot of that stuff. And I was late because I had to work late on Friday getting down. But I did stay till 2 a.m. to give that last report. <laughs> and then was there by 7.30 the next morning. <laughs> but no big deal. I mean, I do it for the team. Shout out to the Dutch wives. Yeah. Lots, well, of, lots of help from the, the, the women folks. Yeah. But uh, really went well. I think sometimes like people don't 
think we take what we do serious. Oh yeah. And that event right there was 100% where it was stressful shit. We got a lot of great feedback. And if it came off dickish, I apologize. And a a lot of great feedback and things that we're going to, I mean, Holland events hasn't said we can't do it next year. My assumption is we're in and they want us in. I mean, we sold over a hundred people choice tickets. Like we were a hot commodity over there. Some things we can do to make the area a little bit better for fans to kind of come. We're a little off the beaten path, but we had some stroll through. The with the people that came around and had fun. The, I think all the teams had fun, uh, and that's what it's all about. But I do uh, want to say that we, as this plays, we get into October. We've got hopefully a There's really, 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 really big surprise. Month, I think. Mm-hmm. A really, really, really big Could surprise in October. Yep. Pretty fancy. And uh, not fancy. It's just going to be just our thing. It's going to be a good old time. Okay, fancy's a stretch. This mm-hmm. is going to be the opportunity to uh, be out there, but we've got a little bit of a partnership that we got to nail down some details, uh, but we're going to have a hell of a party at the end of the month. That's right. And, uh, and then we're going to kick off the following month with another. Yeah, but not everybody's invited to that one. So. Good call. Uh, but we got that going on. But uh, hey, Dutch- can I tell you one thing? One person who is invited to that. What's that? I want to give a shout out to my buddy Garrett, old Jerry, from Merkley and Sons Meats. He's been begging for a shout out for ten weeks now, and he came and bought a People's Choice. Garrett did. Garrett did. Now Eric cooked. Eric cooked. Now Eric kind of made himself into a little bit of an internet celebrity. <laughs> yeah, John Boy right. is out. And Brad's out, Eric's in, in because he shows up for shit. Yeah. But, hey, this is a shout-out to you, Jerry. Garrett Hale, thanks for bringing your mom out. Thanks for grabbing for sure. a ticket. And it was good to see you guys. Casey, sorry to hijack you. Go ahead. But we're good. But, Dustin, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. We're excited to check out some of the Corn Ferry Tour Can't golf. wait, man. Uh, when we be get, fun. You know, Victoria will be fun, but when we're in our even, well, my backyard Home up there. Home court. Home court. Yeah. I think the resort's going to do a great job, but we will definitely have you back. So, look forward to it. Hey, we appreciate the support. Subscribe on YouTube. That only helps us get out there. Sure. Like, rate, and review. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Other than that, uh, Dustin, this is where we turn to the camera and we say, Dutchman, Dutchman out. out.